Hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and the ASB are gonna find me, because I wanna be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their, his testicles so far out their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now, I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the quarterback, drop down, say, bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, surf looks good, Ivan. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> Get a haircut. Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick ass. I'm your host, the two-time gold cone piece award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro of micro-dosing. I'm joined here as always by my loyal co-host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, The Tracks magazine, and Waves magazine, Vaughn. Rinsed corn deadly. Hi. Terimakasi. Terimakasi Smivi. Good to see ye. Good to see ye. Bagus. Ah, so you've picked up the uh, local vernacular. Ah, mate. Perfect. <laughs> you've now fluent in Bahasa <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. Yep, got over there. Uh, trip number, God knows how long, how many. Uh, but yeah, I've been twice in the last month. Mm. Uh, did a little trip over. With the wifey, got uh, a little bit of that Changu life out of my system. You mm. know, get over there, hit the clubs, hit the pubs, hit the fucking... Uh, what do you hit when you're over there these days? Mm. Uh, we hit, hit the, the language. Tanks, really. Yeah, hit the bin tanks, hit yeah. the language courses. Always good to show a bit of uh, respect True. for the local culture. Get, you know, bilingual, trilingual, mm. cunninglingual even. <laughs> Yeah, got over there, got on the tangs, got on the nazi jingos, got on the bubby gooling, mate. Fuck, it's all my favourite foods. Just uh, 60 cents for a bit of roadside butt juice. It's just fucking, <laughs> mate, it's, it's a bargain. Uh, but yeah, sick times over there, Smith. Couple of surfs, I uh, went over to Noosa Lombongan mm. and uh, had a few surfs with your mate, a goose. A goose from Manto. Yeah, from uh, the last episodes of The Greatest Stories Never Told. And um, geez, he's a Fucking good surfer, mate. Holy shit, he knows how to fucking slice and dice. Mm, soon to be released, uh, the greatest stories never told. A pretty skit story. Ah, August did a did a couple of years in a Padang prison up there in mm. Sumatra. But well, uh, I guess leave that under the lid. Yeah, coming soon. Greatest uh, stories never told. Good to be back in Indo, though. It's definitely mm. heaving over there. And, yeah. Uh, Saw some pretty cool shit. Bumped into a few friendly faces. Jim Banks. Banksy, bra. Uh, made a couple of boards for Aussie right over there. Wow. The Fletchers were there. Bumped into uh, Mum John and Nathan and Ivan. Mm. Second day to them. True. They were just uh, fresh from their Mentowies trip where Nathan was doing the big double roll-ins and just getting coned off his fucking dial. Wow. Uh, I'll tell you what, out. he's got a dial, doesn't he, Nate oh, Phones? I mean, not only is he just chasing cones wherever he pleases, he's got a missus that'll put up with it yeah. and even travel oh, yeah. with him yeah. nah, to he's the surf a- camp. Absolutely killed it, Smithy. Wow. wow. Absolutely killed Unheard it. Unheard of. Yeah, John John must be sitting there with his bung knee just looking at Nathan going, what am I What am I doing with my life? What, mm. what is this wazzle fucking bullshit? Why am I fucking wasting me time, ripping me limbs to shreds, getting Kelly Slater's foreskin fucking injected into the things mm. time after time after time to no avail. Anyway, good to see uh, those guys. I hadn't seen them for a while. And, um, yeah, Nathan, uh, 
paddled out. Big Ulus when I was there, Smithy, and uh, did the typical thing. Just got drained along the inside. You know that little... Uh, oh, the bingo-bango you know, clip. You know you know Started little... off going right and then ends up getting uh, you know, yeah. does a couple of frontside lacerations yeah. and then a, a backside yeah. corn rinse. Buggles. It's unheard of. Reminded me of the great Serbian shredder, Mick Mijenovic. Mijenovic, South Bondi core lord. Famous for the uh, the right-left bingo-bango. That was his traditional manoeuvre. Yep. But uh, this was kind of a, a steroidal version of it. I've yeah. never seen such a thing before. Oh, it was Peculiar. Just, it was the yeah, extreme. He, he just fuck. It's just that just says to me, man in perfect, mm. perfect flow, in rhythm, perfect sync with the universe, feeling the mana, feeling the karma, feeling the barley vibes, Indonesia. It's got a Hawaiian goddess on shore, peeling grapes for him. Yeah. Fuck, he's in the rhythm. Yeah. He's in Ma- the flow. Ma- he's the up pocket. top, filming. Ah, good to see him. Wow. Uh, who else? Bumped into a few swellings, mate. Big Dazza out Ulu's one day. Uh, he actually called me Jed. He paddled up. I went. He said, "G'day, mate." And I went, "G'day, mate." And he goes, "Smithy." <laughs> no, mate, it's deadly, but fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, it was good. And then uh, Jimmy at the airport, nice fella, said uh, g'day as I was collecting me bags at 12.30 in the morning. Always a good time for a chat. Uh, good to see the swellings around. What about yourself, mate? What have you been up to? Yeah, just punched it down to uh, the south coast chasing a, a blob. And uh, it, was a, it was an interesting sojourn down to the old stomping ground. Mm. It was a kind of one of them kind of stinky ones, though. Like, yeah. you know, when you just, like, like your expectations set so high because you're used to scoring a zone off its teeth. And, mm. yeah, for some reason, you just, uh, whenever you go into a surf trip with high expectations, you, you, you're bound to, oh. you're bound to lose. It, it, it is the, uh, the, the Murphy's Law, the, the, the karmic kick in the coit. It's, yeah. it's a real kind of a thing. And, uh, yes. I just, everywhere I went, it was kind of, you know, something slightly wrong. It was just, uh, the wind was like a degree off. The swell had a bit of a weird wobble in it. Uh, it wasn't the ideal trip, but I did get to spend a bit of time with a couple of the, the kingpins chasing the big bombora offshore down there, mm. Lockie Rambouts and uh, Ollie Dossett, uh, two of the absolute, and Dane, and big Dane Fisher. Fuck, yeah. mate. These guys are the most cosmic tapped-in crew I've ever copped. Yeah. Deep into the meditation and Wim Hof and ice baths mm. and just uh, training, like, non-stop living for, for, the, for, for when- the- the big deep ones. Yeah, when that wave pops off, uh, mm. you know, you would have seen Russ Bjork and um, uh, Paul, Paul Morgan, Morgan and mm. uh, you know, Birchie. Uh, uh, yeah, Birch and uh, Bartlett, Nate Bartlett, all packing mm. it out of this joint. And these guys, you know, they're from the, I think, uh, I know Lockie's from the north side and Ollie's yeah. from the, the north side. Ollie obviously uh, uh, lost his leg in an accident there in Bali, so he's uh, an amputee and, and Packing it like a fucking, fucking mad man and training the house down like an absolute yeah. maniac. And uh, so it was, it was interesting to get caught up in their orbit for a bit and just see how they approach life and surfing. And really interesting, you know, that they, they, they've given this themselves over in totality to this wave. Mm. Everything is basically preparation for, for when this wave pops off. Um, but they're doing it in a way that, you know, they're not courting any media attention. They're doing uh, the opposite of that. In mm. fact, they're just uh, shunning it, if anything, and just committing themselves. Different breed, mate. It is an interesting Different one. Different breed. I can't believe it. Lockie Rombouts. Like, I used to live in this little flat that looked out over South Ave, and in the uh, park across the road, they have these, like, fuck, man, look, what are they? Like, <sighs> 50 to 70 metre Norfolk pines. It feels like they're that big. Maybe they're 30. But every now and again, I'd just walk out in the morning, sit on my deck with my cup of joe and look out over the sunrise. And fucking, there's Lockie Rombouts in the very top branches doing a fucking headstand, mate. Like, 
on the very top branches, like the you know what Norfolk pines mm. are. They're soft, they're bendy, they 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 sway on on no wind. And here's this fucking nugget. Just up there doing a headstand, watching the sun come up. I mean, here's the thing, right? I mean, uh, there is a bit of the, the kind of Gulliver-esque about him. He's about 10'4". He's mm. fucking giant. And, uh, you know, just he merely just needs to upend himself to be on top of a Norfolk pine. Yeah. And, I mean, there's just something kind of... He's one shade off donning a helmet and just slitting throats and drinking the blood mm. out of cunt's necks. Like, he's a Viking of a man. <laughs> and well, he's riding just these... You know, the, the boards are like 10'4", and he's... Stuffing crazy yeah. pits on them, whipping them around under the ledge like mm. they're a six-two. The whole thing's just out of scale and bizarre to, to cop. It, it's it's life-threatening shit. But you know, I kind of took the the message away from it that you know when you you're doing something for pure reasons, when you love it that much, mm. yeah, the universe is on your side. Did, should we take a little quote from uh, our Lord and Father, Swellian Prince, Swellian King, Swellian Zeus, if you will, BL? on uh, what it takes to be a better surfer. He just posted this this morning. I saw it. Oh, Whitebeard himself. Uh, and it's a, it's a little rap on how being a good person feeds into being a better surfer. Have a listen to this. The things that will make you a better surfer are the same things that make you a better person. And so the more pure your heart is, the more pure your intention, the better human that you are, the more you're able to put into your surfing, the more of yourself, and people are going to see and feel and connect with that person, that personality. And the cleanliness in you as a soul will be felt in the cleanliness in the surfing and in the performance. So becoming a better surfer really is about becoming a better person because the surfing part of it is a detail. You know what I mean? It's a small part. So. In my coaching, I focus on that whole picture and that, that concept of who you are and how we live and how we engage and interact and get that clean and beautiful and full of stoke and then take that to the next level um, or down almost into the performance in the ocean and the waves and take what we know and what we have learnt on land into the ocean and vice versa and have surfing impact your life. It's a beautiful thing. Words of wisdom there from the great Gandalf Lynch. Smithy, incredible, absolutely top and dripping pearls of wisdom around your neck, Vaughn. Last uh, word on Lockie Rombouts as well, mate, is uh, you remember the, the, the drop-in heard around the world, the famous Bang Bang Boogie on Wade Goodall, ah. uh, swell, of the, uh, swell of the lifetime, How up there on the points. Wade, uh, he, he'd waited, uh, what was it, uh, five months. He'd sat up at the top of that yep. point, just sitting there. Night and day, night and day. Night and day, <laughs> grow, he'd grown a beard. His hairline had receded. He, yeah. His children had grown up. Yeah. And uh, there he was. Finally it comes, and he's packed it. He's just sailing to victory, getting the full crystalline blue vision. And there comes Bang Bang Boogie, just yeah. tosses his long neck on the sand, <laughs> paddles into position on his... Mid-length 9-7 yeah. and just fucking scorches. Oh, the scorching herd around the world. Well, uh, I heard Lockie Rombouts actually found himself in a similar position at that wave that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. He cooked uh, Paul Morgan on a mm. on an absolute just brute, brute of a wave. And because uh, he rides those long boars, it adds another element of oh. just fucking pure danger to the whole situation. They sort it out. They sort it out. But even the best come unstuck, Smitty. Even the fucking deep sea, hardcore, charging, underworld fucking heathens are prone to the odd slip up and, and burn.
So mm. there you go. Mm. Yeah, interestingly too, on, on, on another little tidbit uh, from down that way, on he, he attempted to ride one switch, like he switch. So just try to wrap your head around this, mm. you know, like a ten foot wave. He's uh, kind of backdoored it and tried to switch stance. Uh, oh, he thought he's tapping into the bang bang boogie energy, mate. Yeah, a bit of bang bang, <laughs> bit of Italo. And uh, anyway, he gets oh. absolutely fucking lit up, and the board just cracks him in the back to the point where he thought he'd actually broken his back. And maybe Shit. he even did crack a vertebra, I'm not sure, but fucked him up. And it just goes to show that those tempestuous beasts, mm. the, the cones of mortal coniquins, mm. they must be approached with utmost respect and reverence because they will cave your fucking skull in yep. at the first sign of insolence. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he, he paid a, a serious price on that. And, yeah, you, it's just all – it's such a cosmic realm. Mm. Once you tap into the, the life-threatening surfing game, it's, it's – it, you really got to be careful. You got to pay respects. You got to say your arms. You got to do your offs. There's examples of that everywhere, mate. There's examples of that everywhere. Look, Poopsie's been sliding down Waimu Bay on blow up toys. You know, it was inevitable that a shark was going to fucking chew his arm off one day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't always come in the form of of waves getting your back, Smitty. Sometimes mm. life will just get you back, mate. Mm. He did win MTV Award for Best Kiss. I heard though. Passion some uh, spitting cobra on the tongue in that Jackass movie. Jesus. Wow, I didn't know Poopy's yeah. lost his arm. Oh, he didn't lose an arm. No, he just got it uh, attacked by a shark for a stunt for Jackass. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's cosmic. Finger buns. <sighs> Board socks, finger buns. Board socks continuing on. There's the uh, major sponsor, Australian made, Australian owned Smivy. And uh, also donating proceeds from every sale to uh, numerous charities, depending on which artist you back. So check it out. Board socks number five. Vaughn, the global sweller palooza, has officially been upgraded on Surfline to Swell Apocalypse. Oh, wow. Charts are reading 20 foot for the Coward's Paradise up here on the North Coast of Vaughan come mm-hmm. this weekend. And uh, that's on the back of a 4.9 metre, <laughs> 16 period, 16 second period swell just a couple of weeks back. Chopes has gone code red again. Mm-hmm. Hawaii South Shore look like fucking North Point. There's waves crashing over two stories, build, two story buildings, uh, crashing weddings and washing entire bridal parties away. You need 10 Mikey rights to repair the carnage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of all just got a real doomsday feel about it. The world is fucking angry. And yet, paradoxically, paradoxically I've never been happier born. The surf is cooking. And uh, you know what I say when the surf's cooking? That just means keep the planet cooking. <laughs> but uh, it does beg the question, how long until we're recording this episode in a doomsday bunker surrounded by cans of pickled frankfurters and beans? Mm, mm. No, nah, look. I'm with you, Smithy. Burn those gases. Keep on mining. I mean, the Labor government's come in. All they've done is open up more gas fields. It's fucking all gone pear-shaped, Smithy. The hope is gone, my friend. Finished. But uh, I don't know, mate. Look, as you say, the surf has been absolutely cooking. Everywhere has just been on. When I was in Indo, there was like two or three big bombing swells over there. Fucking, you, you know when you, you get to Ulu's, you look out off the cliff and, and you don't even have to view that, that impact zone. You can see... Cuts mm. on 11 foot boards sitting 10 miles out of sea. Mm. You know that something special is going on in the world. Uh, yeah, mate. I haven't really 
got a real sunk me teeth into it yet, though. That's the only thing. I'm, I'm enjoying that there's plenty around. Hopefully this weekend we get some. Uh, the text thread um, between... I'm on a little text thread with uh, Dingo, Joel, and Mick at the moment. There's uh, sort of rumours going around of a new film with those guys. Mm. Yep, I'll keep you uh, posted on that, my friend. But uh, the fizz, once those guys start fizzing out, you know that there's something special on the way. Where are you going to surf, Smithy? What do you got locked in? Um, I'm thinking of surfing uh, maybe Teven Golf Course mm. or uh, maybe maybe the Lismore River Mouth. Yep. Um, I'm thinking that... Uh, like. We're, we're going to be seeing you know, lineups well inland. Yeah, on yeah. this next for sure. Swell. Twenty foot waves off the Cowards Coast. Come on. Yeah, somewhere uh, maybe fucking casino, casino mm. break wall could be yep. cooking. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Nice. Mm. Mm. Number four. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Vaughan Code Red 2.0 in Tahiti. The end of the road was yep. rumbling. Tummies were grumbling. Bowels were loosening, toilets were flushing, and corn was rinsed harder than an industrial gurney aimed at your balloon knot. It was mm-hmm. skit yeah. again. Oh. Again. This is like a replay of the last episode. Yeah, it's bad. I, 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 I don't even know where to start with Chopes anymore. Like, I mean, it, it's the next event on the tour. You know that everyone who was over in J-Bay was watching that swell just fucking dead set shit in their pants. And, uh, well... It's not a bad place to go after you've shit your pants, is it? Because your dot gets a fucking good work over when you're sliding down the face of Chopes. Uh, pretty amazing scenes over there. Didn't seem... Uh, the hype was there when the first images started dropping, Smithy. I was going, fuck, is this like the greatest... Is this better than uh, Code Red 1? But I don't know. It kind of didn't seem as... as well, it, did it feel like something was slightly off to you? Like, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't quite feeling that same fervor that we got from the first one. When when the first Code Red hit, I was sitting in a hotel room in uh, fucking New Jersey and Stevie Nicks' tour bus was out front. Mm. Just like the white winged sings a song, sounds like she's singing. We're on a goons tour and uh, we had the phones. And I don't know if you recall, but they actually streamed that swell live because it was in the... Billabong Pro comp window. And uh, I was just watching it, and you, you couldn't even... It, the waves were so big that you couldn't even actually really see the surfers on them from that tower angle, you know? It just looked like a little tiny black dot, and you just had to guess who was riding these things. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And um, I don't know, mate. Jeez, it's just... Uh, yeah, it, it looked big. It looked heavy. It looked fucking ludicrous. But it just didn't... We didn't come away with the same sort of... Uh, you know, what is it? Is it a come down or is it a, a mind melting fucking fizz out? You know, you know, like normally after these swells, like they, they get locked into this little time capsule and they're saved forever. But this, this one's kind of almost left us already. Yeah, I think you've nailed it, Vaughn, because uh, when I watch the footage, like on my computer screen, you know, it's a five minute compilation of the best waves written. I don't really feel a whole lot of anything mm. because I, you know, it just looks more or less like a half a dozen toe swells I've seen at Chopes yeah. over the past ten years. But that's be- the reason the Code Red swell was the Code Red swell to a large degree, or, or the reason we the reason we had such a good sense of it was because all of that broadcast infrastructure mm. was set up. And we were able to watch it live as live, it's playing out. Not just live, but from that front on angle where you actually get a really good perspective of mm. the sheer 
amount of ocean energy and the volume of water that's that's wrapping around the end of the end of the road there. I mean, without that, without getting a full sense of what's going on, we've just that that view looking into the pit. You don't really get an idea of the the noises that it's making, the the you know what a, what a set looks like when it's yeah. standing up. Like you know the, the difference between say the the code red swell and the cloud break twenty twelve swell was just in the way it was broadcast and packaged out to the world. Mm. I think um, when you've got every pro surfer in the world there, you're wondering who's going to paddle. It. Like there's so much more anticipation about who's in the water, how it's going to play out, and then. We just had another swell recently at Cloud Break that was fucking off tap. But without that live feed, without Kelly Slater sitting in the channel with a vest on going, am I or am I not? Uh, then Wassel paddles out and he gets a fucking big bomb mm. after commentating all day. And then, But all we get is just sort of like a highlights reel, uh, a few photos. And, and fuck, man, there's no way those waves aren't as consequential as anything that was ridden in those other swells. Mm. It's just that you haven't got... It, the context of how everyone's feeling in that moment on That's the day. Right. And when, no when you've got attached. that, you're fucking, you're juiced. You're juiced, Smithy. You're plugged in and you can't deny it. And you just fucking walk away going, I've been a part of history, even if you're sitting on a, t- on a fucking telephone in New Jersey. It's a real shame that we dedicate so much resources to covering, you know, world tour events in, in Brazil or El Salvador, when really the pinnacle of our sport is happening on these swells at places like Cloudbreak and Chopu, and there's no coverage really mm. beyond like a couple of magazines and a, a couple of films in the channel. There's no real broadcast infrastructure. You don't get a sense of any of the stories that are unfolding uh, in the day, yeah. like you said, Vaughn, you know, the... All, the Wassel kind of narrative mm. of him commentating all day and getting one, like all those little stories, yeah. Hippo out there packing the first one, yep. Healy like ducked off, like all that shit's lost. You don't hear about any of the chaos. You just see a five minute clip. And you know what's weird, he- mate? Like I fucking, this goes way back, way back to the start of the Dream Tour. When they uh, first started doing the Dream Tour and Bruce Raymond, this is in the G-Land event, Bruce Raymond was flying footage from that day mm off the island in helicopters, getting it to a uh, plane straight back to Australia. He had a human chain of and- Javanese just passing the VHS. <laughs> it stretched the length of our chain. Oh, mate, yeah, no expense spared by Quicksilver. They would have spent about 35 bucks getting all those Indonesians to pass the, uh, oh, the tapes across the fucking... Not to mention the loss of life incurred Lombok in the Channel. Project Vaughn. Thousands but, dead. But Thousands. How's that? Like, even just by that little urgency, that little bit of urgency to get the stories of the comp onto the news that night... Uh, fed into so many, uh, so much energy around the event, mm. not just the waves, because we were getting stories that, you know, Joel Fitz was surfing early in those uh, early events when it was heaving and just making everyone look silly. And there was footage to back it up. You well, know? prior to the contest kicking off. Prior to the pr- contest kicking off, and there was even chatter for and a Kemmel. second. I heard Kemmel was out yeah. there packing a couple. There, there was ch- talk for a second that he might get a wild card, and all the pros were just fucking off it. They were like, nah, nah, no chance. Unionised. Scab, scab. Check you later, Fitzy. Pack your bags and head for Byron, mate. No chance you're getting a wild card here. But, uh, yeah, so, like, it, there's proof in the pudding there that if you're in the moment and you're getting those stories. So it's not just about, like, putting a camera on it and, and showing it. It's about, like, knowing who's out there, what they had to do to get there, a little bit of their backstory and, and pushing that all out as a swell event rather than a comp. Fuck, man, you got to... That's a massive opportunity for someone who can dive on it. Mm. You'd think Surfline or someone with that infrastructure is going to pounce on these swell events at some point. Yeah, you'd hope so. It's only, you know, it's it's only, what, 20, 30 years? 
they've been happening. Yeah. We've had the internet. Oh, man. Like, fuck. Any, any day now. And, and, like, the way that, like, the modern technology's moving. Like, fuck, you can see it coming from a mile away. Most, you don't have to fly crew in or, or uh, you know, make sure you got the best gear. Most fucking half-decent camera phones can film from a channel now. Mm. Mm. That's Live right. streaming. Live streaming. Nate, maybe Nathan... Uh, Nathan Florence, remember uh, there was a Chase Swell recently where he was just sitting in the channel live streaming, wasn't he? Mm, yeah, I uh, watched uh, Tikanui Smith do the same thing from the jet ski. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's got to be of a, a watchable quality. Yeah. And, and there needs to be a bit of media training and nous uh, for the person who's holding the camera, who's telling the story. That's... Isn't, that's we'll an art, we're available. An we're available, aren't we, Smithy? Mate, very available. Let's do it. Thank you, sir. Come Get on, bro. Up. Come on, bro. But just a quick rundown of the swell. I mean, it was an absolute Polynesian pit fest, and it was dominated by locals and Hawaiians. Uh, Matahi, Matahai, Drolay got the best wave and the biggest wave that I saw, two mm. separate ones. Uh, Billy Kemper, Cole Rothman, Kalar Grace, Luca Chumbo Chianka, and so on. They were all there. Uh, Matahai's skits one drew so much water off the reef. It had an extra step on the end bowl, which I've mm. never actually seen before. Uh, he got absolutely fucked and washed up on the beach at Chopes, which is that's bizarre. It's what? Like, it's like a fucking K from the wave. <laughs> that's like it's a serious hold down. But that, that's the kind Ooh. of, that's the shit we're talking about. Like mm. just getting a, an idea of what that looks like. That, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You can get washed from the wave to the beach. It's fucking, you can barely see the wave from shore. It's that far. I've paddled out there before. Me too. And it's fucking further than you think. Mm. And when you get gooned, like when you get washed over the lagoon, which I've also had to cop on a uh, three foot day, admittedly, but you know, it's got plenty of push. And uh, it's no easy thing to get back out there, Smithy. You've got to do a fucking whole lap around the edge. It's it's almost impossible on an incoming tide with a bit of push in the swell, even at that size, to get back out over the reef. Unless Podo picks you up. Podo, man. And so uh, really interesting spiel as well by Billy Kemper. This was on the Magic Seaweed clip I watched from the back of the jet ski, talking some real talk about why it is crew like him surf cones of mortal conequence. Let's hear a bit of it, Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone at times, Billy Camper. <laughs> Adrian! Adrian! Pain! I feel pain! Yeah, he does a bit. Uh, he's got that kind of... Uh, he, well, he, he came from nowhere. He was a bit of a late bloomer. Hey, like he wasn't... Um, he wasn't sort of like in that mix of, of junior groms. And the first we really heard of him was just taking out the big Piahi event. Mm. And then next thing he's got three big wave world titles and he's... Got wild cards to these joints, and he's surfing the heaviest waves in the world, and turning up and just being a very fucking high end big wave diplomat. This is my office. Uh, immortal quote from a Mondo Swell at Nias. I'll mm. never forget that one. Classic yeah. camper. No, oh, this is my me. office. I'm punching the time card. Mm. This is my shovel. Mm-hmm. I'm working hard. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, 
Love it. Board socks number three. Same swell, different island. The south shore of Hawaii goes thermonuclear, churning out skits cones at freight trains, a rare and mythical right-hand reef in Maui, uh, to a crowd of about 10,000, I think. Took me back. Took me mm. right back, Smithy. This wave was a superstar back in the uh, late no, 70s. Just going to say 70s, maybe real early 80s. Uh, then there was some construction went down, oh, and wow. uh, it famously killed it. And wow. uh, everyone thought that that was going to be the end of it. But the wave itself uh, was a massive, massive star way back in the day. I remember like footage, I think it might have been in an old film called Amazing Surf Stories. Uh, and it was Reno Abelier and someone else out there just... The, the one redeeming feature about that wave is it is just fucking thick and fast, and it just powers. Like, there's no time for anything else except racing. And for a long time, it was called the fastest wave in the world. That's, mm. that's what they... The, the fastest surfable wave in the world. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, like, watching this thing fire up again, I was just transported. I was back in Alfie's lounge room... Uh, you know, there's the fucking mull bowl, there's the fucking bong, there's a little pile of plasticine that the kids weren't allowed to play with because it was used to seal up the hose, you know? <laughs> oh, right, I was back on the farm with Alfie and Missy just going, oh, this is bullshit, I want to play with the plasticine for fuck's sake. <laughs> you don't understand the torches, Mivy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a uh, look kind of like a mix of Neas and North Point yeah. or something. It was wild. You know, it just gets more and more open and, and more and more makeable. Fucking howling offshore, proper onion, like mm. just spinning vortex of mama guy and energy lighting the joint up. And it, it had some Kira energy about it too mm, with that crowd. Holy mm. smokes, yep, mate. Yep. Jeez. And, uh, just a, a full core local crew, Kyle Lenny, Tory Meister, Tanner Hendrickson, and a bunch of other lokes uh, packing it. Tom Dosland, guy you would have spent some time Love with. Love Tommy. Vulcan Lord. Tom Grant. Fucking on the wave of the swell that I saw yep. in that clip, but fucking scorches this big brown, I'm guessing Polynesian dude, uh, to get it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, forces the guy to, to pack it behind him. And, you know, you kind of would have loved to have seen what went down afterwards because I'm pretty sure Doslin makes the pit and then just straightens out and goes straight in. Oh, and uh, you kind of picture him ripping the rashy off as he's running up the beach, chucking his board in the ute, fumbling over <laughs> his keys as this skits Islander Terminator comes steaming up the beach. You know, the, the car's stalling. It won't start. He's jiggling the keys. Yeah. And then just gets ripped out of the front seat and pounded into a blithering. Oh, mate, oblivion. I don't know. Tom Grom can handle himself. He's mm. uh, he's no slouch. And, and, and if you think back, he's copped a couple of fucking heinous wipeouts over the years. Mm. There was one at Jaws there, you'd remember, where his board gets suspended in the lip and he free falls. This is at, at uh, Piahi there. And he's just bungee jumping off his own, you know, twelve foot, oh, yeah. fifty keg. The one where he had to let rhino out chaser. The one where he had to let out two screams. It was kind of like, <laughs> ah! Ah! and then hits exactly that one. And then uh, I know that he surfed the right as well over in uh, WA. Which, uh, if you think back to Kirby Brown's description of some of the wipeouts there, you know, you're coming up with busted eardrums, busted noses, busted. Mm. Cere- cerebrellums. Blown cerebrellums. out cornhole prolapse Cerebrum. ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your, your corn, your fucking dot is just, a, it's left on the floor of the ocean with the rest of the sea cucumbers. Just looks like a stretched piece of calamari after a wipeout of the right ball. Oh, yeah, heavy. So uh, he can take a beating, mate. He knows what he's doing. I'd, I'd say, uh, whew, it, it, 
imagine how many heavy hitters were out in that lineup. Mm. I mean, you, you could see in the footage, there's no shortage of people. And uh, I think Albie Leia, he he just yeah. couldn't get a start. Well, let's hear what he had to say. Because yeah, Albie got fucking absolutely scorched mm. on two screamers. And he had this to say, I should have spent more of the 18 years between Malaya swells, learning things like jujitsu or Muay Thai, walking with my chest puffed out or learning to kiss people's asses who do all that to be more well-liked or even quote-unquote respected. Instead, I've never been in a fight. Anyone can probably beat me up because I've wasted my time killing myself to create new tricks and find out which waves were possible to paddle. Hope you all had a great time. Enjoy the swell in 2050. I've learned my lesson. That's not for me. I'm way too soft. Catastrophic swell. Yeah, anyway. Fuckers. Fuckers, in other words. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so he just gets absolutely faded into oblivion on, on two screens. Pro- probably waited a fucking four hours for him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No I respect, think one was mate. a bodyboarder no and respect. one was a stick. No respect. You respect me, I bet. No respect. You respect me. Respect you, bro. Jeez, mate. It's, it's half. It's an interesting look, one, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it is. It is. It's kind of like, look, the Dawson one's interesting because he, he scorches a punter. and. Mm. I, I can't believe what but I... But he's just... He's a punter himself. Like, he's not... He's not, like, uh, getting paid to go surf, you know, like, fucking waves like a professional surfer. Mm. Like, he's he's part of uh, the Vulcan family. He, he chips in around the place, but he, he's earning his bucks. He's not, like, fucking just floating around with a sticker on his board going, fucking get, get, get to the end of the line, cunt. Yeah, no. And I, I guess, like, my point is more that... Uh, when I was a kid, like it was kind of unfathomable that you would see guys with stickers on their board fading punters. Because mm. when I was a kid, punters were fucking psychos. Yeah, they like you know they just knocked off laying bricks, and uh, you know they didn't like pro surfers. They didn't like the surf industry, and they were looking for an excuse oh, mate, to fucking tee off on some cunt with a sticker on his paddling board. Paddling out with stickers was a fucking full blown like sketchy proposition back in the day. Mm. I mean, I remember uh, when uh, Ozzy and I were young, you know, he was fucking, and he was he had a target on him because he wasn't doing the surfing that anyone liked as well. Mm. So, you know, he was like paddling out a lot of the time, looking over his shoulders, like waiting for someone to fucking give him the old Terry Richow in the back of the fucking scone. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I guess further to that point, it's almost like when I was a kid, though, the surfing population was so much less. Like it's growing exponentially that, you know, to the point where kind of punters and average surfers are now able to surf the kinds of waves that pros love to surf. And totally and that, agree with that. There was kind of a bit of a separation there when I was a kid where, you know, pros weren't called on to, to, to fade punters in the pit because they weren't really going the same waves or looking for the same waves. But now they are at these waves, like in Nias, you know, freight trains on its day, um, anywhere you care to name in Indo. There's, there's much more competition for the jewels and the gems and there's just not enough of them to go around. Oh, man. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's created a real old-fashioned clusterfuck. Look at, look at the last few swells at Dead Man's. Like, name the pro surfer who was out there. There's, yeah. there's none. Zero. It's just a fucking bunch of blokes who, like, you know, the rombouts and the Doucettes and the fucking Russell Bjerks, even though he is a top-line pro. But, I'm, a, you know, your Paul Morgans, your Birches, they were all there or thereabouts at one point in their careers. Now they're just there because they fucking love it. Mm. And there's a pack of guys that those, you know, that the, the community of big wave or fucking even just good surfers that come from these little outcrops, you're only seeing, like, just the very tip of the, those icebergs because a lot of them have been surfing forever and a lot of them did surf at one stage competitively mm. Pro or junior level. in their board mm. board riders clubs and 
fuck, they know what they're doing. I can't believe the standard of surfing mm. across any beach now. Like, yeah, on every third set wave at any any spot in Australia when it's fucking pumping, someone is tearing the nuts off it. Mm. Tearing the nuts off it, Smivy. Hey. Number two. Supergrom, Luke Swanson sticks most skits punt ever. Hey. Uh, yeah, Luke Swanson, uh, he did a skitty eight-foot backflip over a bunch of Indo-Reef daggers recently. Uh, John John Florence has called him the best junior on earth. And uh, I don't know if you've had a look at this one, Vaughn. I have. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the fucking pop on it is oh, ludicrous. Madness. Madness. I don't... The biggest problem, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Chopes as well, Smivy, is that these things coming out now in... Uh, a social media grab, they just last about three seconds. Like mm. it, in the old days, that air would have been on the cover of mags. Mm-hmm. It would have gestated. You would have waited for the film, the Taylor Steele film probably, or the Kai Neville movie for, to come out. You would have watched it 50 times, repeat, repeat, repeat. And then it, it solidifies its place in that pantheon of fucking incredible moments in surfing. Well said. Mikey from Stab did the story on it. And uh, he's like, hang on a minute. Can we just give this turn act the fucking props it deserves? And he's right. He's right to be calling that out. But fuck, man, how flash in the pan is shit now? Like, mm. you just, you know, the, the backside air of Kelly Slater's uh, that's on the cover of Momentum. Mm. The rodeo uh, clown. The, the, the rodeo pipe clown masters. at the Pipe Masters. Even Led strapped in <laughs> weird, you know, loop the loops at, at uh, Off the Wall or Backdoor from 1991 have their place. But mm. I just fear this is going to disappear. And uh, it doesn't deserve to, but that's the nature of the beast now. Are we just desensitized because of wave pulls and shit like this by these sorts of inverted, tripped out, corked McTwists? Yeah, it's so Are we true. desensitized, maybe? Have we just copped too much Trump? Well, that's it, Vaughn. I actually wrote an article for Stab recently titled exactly along these lines, the, the death of the surf photo, and just the, it all pointed to mm. the fact of, of how... You know, just having a tangible product to meditate and ruminate on was just like such an important part of the culture and it's disappeared and no one seemed to notice. Everyone just kind of accepted it and and they're like watching a clip on a fucking like three inch phone screen. It just does not do it justice. Mm. I mean, that thing was fucked up. And I, I believe we, as the surfing public born, we deserve the right to ruminate on that over months and weeks in a magazine or at least some kind of printout enlarged version to, to fully wrap your head around it. Because you just, you can't wrap your head around what's going on there, seeing it on the little screen. As it is, that thing's fucked up. And, and to have the chutzpah, the cojones, the, the fig jam to huck it yeah. over an Indo reef, I mean... Just it's mind melting. Like it's it's two or three foot underneath him, uh, and he's he's like fully six to eight foot in the air, yeah. going upside down, backwards into the flats. It's and it, and it's corked. It's fully. You know, he, he doesn't just do a straight flip. It's fully like got a bit of a twist in it. Um, mate, I think I know where this is going, Smithy. Are you sensing what I'm sensing here? What are you sensing? Is it time for a fucking swelling annual? Mm. Should we create our own time capsule? For the fucking core lords and the true believers and the fucking heroes out there who are locking away these parts of history, these moments in history, into its very own little swelling bundle with a neat little bow around it, a couple of mushies sprinkled on top, mm-hmm. and we fucking send it out to the swellians who want to lock this shit away. What do you think? I love it, Vaughn. Some kind of 
sacred creed, a, a holy scripture, if you will. That's right. Sacred parchment. Sermons, sacred parchments are, uh, you know, residual fungus yeah, and a pull-out uh, pull sheet of tally ayahuasca ceremony. That's right. A la the Taj Burrow book of mm-hmm. hot surfing. There was a couple mm-hmm. of tally ho pages you could rip out of that, I believe. Mm-hmm. I reckon we could, should do it. Let us know, Swillians. Get in touch with us. It's, uh, have we got an email? Uh, well, not exactly. I mean, I think so. I don't know. But uh, on the Instagram's fine. Yeah, and, uh, maybe, we'll get a, maybe we'll get a crowdfunding page going because, uh, you know, we're, we're two of the, the dons of degeneracy, Vaughn, uh, two of the uh, Illuminati of the, the surfing literati. Surely we can cough up yeah. an annual for the, the boys and the girls, I the think so. swellians and swelliettes. I think so. And actually, I'm just going to uh, – this will get us cut going. I got a little message. Just the uh, yesterday, Smivy, and this this is why we need a fucking time capsule. This is why we need to lock this stuff away and not just fucking have it at the mercy of a little thumb twitch. Nah, thumb twitch. God knows, mate. Thumb twitching has done nothing for me over the years. Nah, nothing. Nah. But uh, yeah, this is uh, a letter that we got from uh, Swellian. His name is uh, Chris Lincoln Bath. And he says, G'day, Deadly. Loving the potty, mate. My Mrs. Cat gave birth to our firstborn Grom. 8th of the 7th. I took her to the live show at Avalon a few years back and the latest live show was the first thing the young bloke listened to in the car on the way home from the hospital. Born, I'd be mopping yeah. up the tears from my eyes if my T-Rex <laughs> hadn't been surgically removed as a young child. I know. It was, it was actually a couple of those fucking head knocks that fucking, they just fell out of your skull onto the, onto the what, the grass at Redfern Oval, was it? Yeah, that's right. Like contact lenses. Couldn't find him in the scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, would be awesome if you could give... Them a shout out if it's no trouble, mate. Cheers, legend. Well, to Rocco, Lincoln Bar, and Cat, and uh, Chris. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the world. But mate, should we for young Rocco get this annual kicked off, and for all the other, other Swellian babies and Swellian families out there, so they know what happened in this exact moment that they were born, the swells that hit, the fucking backflips that were performed, the goat getting nothing over ten for his. Combined heat scores for the whole year mm. outside of pipeline. Mate, I'm telling you, it has to be done. Get in touch, DM the Swellian and let us know if you're on board. And just a quick uh, just a quick rundown, because it was a good article by Stab Magazine celebrating this punt. There's a, they spoke to a few of the apex yep. predators in the punt game and the surfing game. Uh, Mason Ho had this to say about uh, young Luke Swanson's skits corked flip. That's one of the biggest, coolest, cleanest, tricky new school manoeuvres in the air I've ever seen landed. Maybe by far. I love this in capitals. Seeing this makes me want to go try something big in capitals and new in capitals right now. I'm very proud of Luke for pushing all of us. The GOAT, Kelly Slater said, uh, I'm not sure, but it's right up there. That's uh, with the, the best ever. Precise timing and kind of unexpected pop. Everything about it was great. Stoked for Luke. John John said, yes, it's one of the best airs ever done. I don't think it needs an explanation. Just watch it. Yago Dora, one of the best. The best flip ever, that's mm. for sure. I think Albie's backside double spin is still a more difficult air, but this was so high. Hard to say. Now, Stab also compiled a list of other skits puns for yep. uh, which I'll rip, thr- rip oh, through. Oh, please do. Please but there do. is one notable exception, oh, which we'll get to. Okay. Uh, Geordie Smith's tube to oop at North Point. Yep. Iconic. Love it. Uh, Noah Dean's tube to oop at North Point. Fuck. It's wow. probably still the greatest. I mean, how many airs have fucking broken a board and an ankle mm. on landing and still been ridden out of? Wow. Zip. 
Chloe's tube to oop in Portugal. Oh, a classic. Tubes to oops. It's where, it's where you load up, isn't it? You get so much speed flying out of a barrel. You've got to fucking either bury the rail or send it to the sky. And the oops, the, the natural sort of body rotation that you want to be doing out of a tube, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I was uh, ex- exactly right. I was chatting to Dion about this uh, a while ago and he was just kind of talking about just identifying the right section. And, and the tube section is the perfect oop section. Yep. So I guess the end section of a pit just has that perfect angle for the big Oopular rotation. That's three, that's three tubes to oops that are pretty fucking monumental. Ah, uh, Felipe's backside air rev in Brazil. I think that's 1.0, not 2.0. Mm, yeah, yeah, the first one. Yeah. Uh, Julian's lean oop at Kramas. That that was mental. Fuck, that was good. Sean Menas straight air at North Point. Yes, back John in that. Florence's alley oop at backdoor. What about he? He had a crazy flip at backdoor, didn't he? Oh, he did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there is one there. Didn't make a list. Albie Layers double oop in Maui. Mm-hmm. Matt Miola's spindle flip in Maui. Oh, wow. The spindle yeah. flip's right yeah, up there. That, that thing is, is a, fucking ludicrous. That is a big wave, too. Uh, Noel Beshin's backside double spin at Rockies. Can't actually remember that one, weirdly. Backside double spin. Yeah, I vaguely remember it. I think it's got a bit of height. Albie Lay's backside double spin in Maui. Reef mm. Hazelwood's slow rotation slob at Rockies. That thing is wild. It's like that, three punts mate, in one. Reef Hazelwood is. Well, first of all, he's fucking somehow still, in my mind, underrated. Even though he's surfed in CTs, he was a beast dick from qualifying. He's the nicest bloke in the whole world. He was fucking swelling in army, like, product number one at, at the Changers at Snapper. Oh, Lieutenant General. Oh, he was just there, like, banging the sticks and going bananas and shoving the corn fair up into the heavens. Uh, but gee whiz, mate. He's, if he's not Australia's best aerialist, you know, uh, in the comp game, I don't know who he is. I, I can't think of a better air fucking exponent who's who's heading for the CT. Well said. And uh, that yeah. one is a fucking bell ringer. Kyle Walsh's flipping WA as well. The question though, Vaughn, mm. where's Zoltan Torkos's <laughs> two kick flips on a single wave? What's he oh, got to do to make the list? Pull a, pull a rabbit out of his hut? Oh. No, this is... Uh, any others overlooked there for you? Oh, well, James Labrador, the very first uh, backside... Cheese Whiz, the very first backside 360, Hawaii 9-0, immortalized by Tim Benython to the sounds of screaming jets. Fuck it. <laughs> oh. But it changed the game. I mean, as far as influential air goes, it's right up there. It was a fucking, what, a, a, a fucking one-foot backside Cheese Whiz mm. at Rocky Lefts, and it, it fucking all of a sudden everyone was doing it. Well, I mean, in the words of Taj Burrow, there's probably no other manoeuvre. It's the ultimate pussy-pulling manoeuvre, mm. the Cheese Whiz, because, mm. I mean, to the untrained eye, it looks like kind of radical and mm. sick. It looks like a karate kick. And, and it's done out in the flats of the way where, where the woman can kind of see exactly what's going on. So, I mean, the amount of fucking Poonani would have pulled off that one backside Cheese Whiz <laughs> off the Richter! That was dripping in barn! <laughs> Oh, yeah. Port Sox number one. It's a Wazzle ratings bonanza, Vaughn. It's off the charts and only heading north with Chopes next. Dirk Ziff's investment finally looks like it's paying dividends. Mm. Ziff we trust, Vaughn. Um, Look, this is an interview (laughs) with Board Sport source, I believe, uh, via Stab Magazine, WSL CEO Eric Logan proudly divulged the WSL's bottom line is increasing. This is from ELO. This is what he had to say. The numbers speak for themselves, uh, said the former president of the Oprah Winfrey TV network, who initially joined the WSL as head of WSL Studios before taking over the role of CEO in 2020. Wow. What a, uh, 
What a what a meteoric rise. Yeah, what a meteoric rise. What a resume that is. Oprah Winfrey's TV network. Mm. Insane. Uh, I mean, far out. It was little wonder we're seeing a ratings bonanza born. That's that right. kind of uh, credibility. wonder if he's leaned on Oprah to help, mm. uh, you know, push the changers or uh, maybe uh, get in behind a little bit of... Expanding on the uh, women's tour. Mm. These are these are causes that she would back, mate. Oh, mate, a hundred percent. She is uh, one of the wokest individuals mm. of all time, and our fucking core lord steeped in core pedigree. Fucking Oprah, what yeah. a queen. Yeah, Oprah queen. President. Swelling queen. According to ELO, since 2019, the WSL has seen a 62 percent increase in digital audience, 25 uh, percent increase in watch time, 20 mm-hmm. percent uh, increase in the WSL's revenue. Mm, geez, the unionists will have their eye on that, won't they, Vaughan? Mm-hmm. A 35% increase in the roster of partners and a 95% increase in Challenger Series viewership numbers compared to the QS 10,000s. Yeah. Well, yeah, what was that last percentage? Changer Series? 95%. Oh, and you can bet your fucking life 90% of that 95% is Australians. Hey. Mm, bet your life. Hey. Hey. Hey? Hey. You can bet 1 million percent that it is Vaughn. Uh, and here's what ELO had to say about the stats. When I joined the company, my intention was to try and find ways to create more storytelling and narratives around this great sport we have. The intention of doing that is to appeal to people who may not be completely familiar with the sport of competitive surfing or even aware there is such a thing. I mean, how could you not be aware? Are you living under some kind of rock or you're mm. on top of a rock in the Himalayas? Even Subash and the boys knew it was on. Yeah, no. Nah. Everyone knows, surely, at this point. Uh our strategy is to grow the audience in the biggest ways. And when you look at our digital reach across Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and combine it with the linear partners that take it, Sport TV, Globo, etc., mm. we have a really large audience and wide distribution footprint. And our model is to build and grow the largest audience, which we can then leverage for our surfers and partners to expose mm, and to grow a sustainable organization perpetually. And to do this, we need to meet the audience where they are mm. born, which is on their couches with a uh, big Tibetan singing bowl full of North Coast mullen heads in it. <laughs> Ripping a couple of hot ones, Vaughn. I know that's how I watch it. And yep. I can only imagine how the rest of the surfing community watches it in, in, in a similar vein. If it's speaking to you, Smithy, then uh, he must be doing something right. I've got another uh, idea that could work. What about mascots? You know how the Olympics has uh, like mascots every year? What about if the, the World Surf League had a little mascot? Mm. What do you think? Like yeah, a, a little uh, turtle choking on a plastic bag or uh, maybe they could have uh, a pink porpoise. A pink porpoise. Mm. Hey? Yep. Yep. Hey, and, uh, uh, just, just something the kiddies can get involved with, Smithy. So that, you know, if, if you're a young kid and you, you haven't quite figured out what this pro surfing caper is, you can uh, maybe get... A pink porpoise choking on a plastic bag in your Christmas prezi hamper. I love the idea what of that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's all manner of um, possibilities there. I'm thinking, uh, you know, just running through the national identities. Yeah. Brazil, obviously, uh, a great country with oh, a. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about mascots for each country? Yeah, kind of like the same the, way like the footy teams have. And them. the Cura Teams challenges, oh, I love of course. That. The, the Wombara Steelers. Uh, oh, um, yes. The, the Bra Boys with their, their, their prostitute yeah. they brought up that one year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's the, uh, what is it, the Queenscliff Gumbies. They've got uh, Gumby as, as their team mascot. Oh, this is good. Mm. This is really mm. good. Oh, I think the Australians are obviously... What would we run with? Well, we'd have to have a koala rooting a goanna. That's what a I cro- reckon. Or, or, or a singed koala, a koala oh, on fire. A koala on fire 
rooting a goanna. That's what mm. I reckon it should be. It's it's got it everything and mm. a little bit of Australian mongrel. Yeah. Need the mongrel. Yeah. Need some uh, angry, vicious animal in there at some point. Maybe a, uh, a uh, you know, crack-addled uh, favela degenerate for the Brazilian mascot. Yeah. Uh, the American could be some kind of, um, you know, just the old school Uncle Sam with the top hat and the cigar and the AR-15 in one hand and the... Hot dog in the other, hot yeah. Hot dog or, a, you know, gobbling pharmaceutical drugs and... Uh, well, Shooting hippies. You heard it here first. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, the, the, the mascots. That's the next step for the, the what Wazzle growth to continue, I think. Mm, absolutely. Listen up. Listen up, Elo. be headed for a permanent La Nina Vaughan, destined to leave the Northern Hemisphere in a permanent El Nino. Mm. Us, La Nina, Northern Hemisphere, El Nino, a.k.a. the Endless Summer. Has Bruce Brown's prophecy been fulfilled? Yes. An Endless Summer for the Northern Hemisphere, Vaughan? Uh, this is via the ABC. Mm. Our research published today in Nature Climate Change looks at the profound consequences to global climate if this Atlantic conveyor collapses entirely. Mm. Um, We found the collapse of this system called the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation would shift the Earth's climate to a more La Nina-like state. This would mean more flooding rains over eastern Australia and worse droughts and bushfire seasons over southwest United States. East Coast Australians know what unrelenting La Nina feels like. Oh, wow. Don't we? Do we ever. Mm. Uh, Climate change has loaded our atmosphere with moister air while two summers of La Nina warmed the ocean north of Australia. Both contributed to some of the wettest conditions ever experienced with record-breaking floods in New South Wales and Queensland, not to mention filthy cones on tap. Uh, That's an author's note. That's my note. Yeah, yeah. Um, not in the ABC, uh, Egghead oh, Parlance. Okay. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, over the southwest of North America, a record drought and severe bushfires have put a huge strain on emergency surfaces in agriculture. With the 2021 fires alone estimated to have cost at least US $70 billion. Earth cl- Earth's climate is dynamic, variable, and ever-changing. But our current trajectory of unabated greenhouse gas emissions is giving the whole system a giant kick in the coit. Mm. That'll have uncertain consequences. Consequences that'll rewrite our textbook description of the planet's ocean circulation and its impact on. Mate, I am so sick of moist. Mm. I'm so sick of moist shit. Like, my wetties are constantly moist. They haven't dried for like two and a half years. Mm. If I put on a wetsuit, it's moist. Mm. If I buy a wetsuit in, on the, off the rack, it's moist. Mm. Everything's moist, Smithy. We've been moist up. How long have you been moist for, do you reckon? Duh. Like out there at Wardell. I come out of the womb moist and I've seldom dried <laughs> out since then. I've had a gaffle of this this rain and, and like, fuck, I have to say, when I was in uh, Bali, uh, you know, you, you catch the ferry over to Limbong and you come back over, they drop you off on some black sand beach and, mate, the amount of fucking rubbish all over the joint and then they, they just rake it up and just set it on fire. I mm. mean, uh, it, it's, a, it's a drop in the ocean in terms of what's going on. But yeah, it's just like, you know, on every level there's... It's so hard to feel optimistic about the future of the planet. Yeah, it reeks of karmic resonance, this whole schmozzle. I mean, uh, you've got up north in America, uh, you've got more billionaires in that country than 
China and Russia combined. Mm. There's this new fad of super yachts, not just super yachts, Vaughn, mega yachts. Mm. Not just mega yachts, Vaughn, giga yachts. Yeah. 500 foot long fucking things that depreciate in value by the second. And they're just, you can't turn them off. That's yeah. one of the things about them. You, you actually, if you turn them off, they fucking, they go to shit. So mm. you've got to leave them on with everything running all the time. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's more billionaires than there's ever been before. Like, like, a, like I think there was like a hundred uh, at the turn of the century. And uh, now we're up to like 700 or something in, in the States alone. Mm. So we're, we're in this like fucking surreal period of inequality and, and just like just stupidity like and these people these m- m- billionaires and oligarchs they own the media and they own every yep. they own, just own everything they, and they're able to kind of keep the working classes and the masses pinned down by debt bondage which is you know let's be real like debt bondage is uh mm. communist china's version of like you know they've got their like old school version of yeah. fucking slavery and control in our society it's just debt bondage yeah. every cunt's in debt uh as soon as you're in debt they own you and they control you so we're, we're kind of in this like weird i think what adam curtis calls calls hyper normalization we're stitched up uh but so it turns out some of these really rich people also love surfing mm. aka uh well, such as mark zuckerberg mm. uh, avid wax fiend so it's almost like the northern hemisphere is getting fully punished mm. for all this nihilism and they're going to suffer through an endless summer with no waves and all the rich wax heads are just going to perish in a vat of <laughs> shit surf and one foot Malibu cluttered by cunts. Yeah. While uh, down here in the virtuous uh, mm. regions of the South Pacific, Indonesia, uh, Tuvalu, uh, you know, Polynesia, mm. uh, we're just going to be getting coned off our dials for years. And yes, we're going to have to go to higher ground. Yes, we yes, are. We will. Yes, we're going to have yeah. to come up with some mold-removing technology. Yeah. But fuck, we're going to be getting pitted. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that a fairly accurate breakdown? Oh, well, I, I, it sounds like uh, the layman's terms of uh, the entire article you just read at the start of the segment. And uh, mm. I, for one, vote over. As long as the swell's down here, mate. As long as uh, all our Pacific Islander friends have a roof over their heads and a safe place to stay and their culture doesn't be get diminished by fucking some sort of, you know, fucking fear-fueled, media-controlled Australian government, then fucking I'm down. Mm. Well, as long as we can welcome everyone with open, open arms and just get barreled together, fucking I'm, I'm giving it a big over, Smitty. A permanent La Nina, rising sea levels, catastrophic swell apocalypse. Yeah. It's no wonder the the world's global elite are investing in super yachts. Those cunts are just like going yeah. Noah's, Ark, on, Noah's yeah. Ark spec on this, aren't they? They're yeah. just going to sail off in the sunset while we all perish on land. Yeah. Fucking cunts. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. You know, that fucking Bible was right. That'll be the uh, refugee strategy we, we need to put in place. No super yachts. Mm. Not welcome. Uh, Going to have to go. Stop the boats. Yeah, stop the fucking boats. Uh, oh, jeez. You know, I want to go over because I do like the idea of the endless winter, the endless coning down here. But uh, environmental apocalypse doesn't really gel with me, Vaughn. It's not great. I'm going to have to go for a marginal under. I want the homeostatic uh, state of things to, to, to... Let's let's see some equalising, Vaughn. We need it. Yeah, yeah. We need to fuck this mould off too. Skits bust up at Cooley between full-grown oh. goofy-footer and teen litter oh. after a tubular indiscretion. Ooh. Boog burns stick, but was Boog snaked by stick? Mm. Mm. Odds are, probably. Mm. Don't know the full story. Is there is there much more on this story, Smithy? Have you done the digging? Is the cone piece 
glossed up and ready to penetrate? Uh, in a sense, yes. I scrolled the comments. <laughs> so, uh, I mean... That's, well, that's, that's, that's uh, pretty much passes as journalism yeah. in uh, Murdoch papers. Is that investigative enough for you? Yes, but plenty, plenty investigative. Walkley winning. In my scrolling, I saw the goat weighed in. He said, uh, the Slater said, here's... There's a lot to decipher here. Oh, how good's the goat? He won't just dive in. He'll fucking analyse the absolute shit out of it. Oh. There is no order at Snapper, which sucks. Sounds like he snaked the sponger who was a kid and then hit him. A lot of bad in this whole thing. Bummer. Maybe waves should be difficulty rated and surfers should have a belt system. Laughing face. That should go over well. Ha. Mm. Ha ha. Mm. Ha. Jiu-jitsu, I get it. Mm. We've, we've spoken about this before. At length. Yeah. Mm. Double black diamond runs, green runs, and all the rest of it. And it kind of harks back to that point before we were making of just the the quality of surfing now amongst the common man and mm. just the lack of surfing amenity to go around. And Vaughn, uh, you know, I hate to blow my own scoop out of the water, but it is the title of an article that will appear in Stab Magazine shortly. I mean, mm. I have the solution, Vaughn. It's not wave pools. It's not artificial reefs. Mm. It's fucking blowing up reefs. Yeah. It's blowing chunks off reefs <laughs> and, uh, you know, just shaving a bit off. Mate, you I... copped a bit of heat from the Swellians. Oh, I'm sure on that is. last that last post. They, they weren't sure whether you were being sarcastic or not. People were going, are you joking? Is Smithy actually for real here? I've got to fucking get to the bottom of this. No, I'm, mate, I've actually uh, I've been interviewing crew about it and the technology is well there and available to do this. And it, we're not talking like huge excavations. We're talking like a metre of reef here and there. And before the fucking pinkos mm. throw their arms up in the air, consider like how many waves have been destroyed by development, for one. Consider like what, how many rocks get removed to build a fucking house or a road or a tunnel mm. or any kind of infrastructure on land. Like, the, it, it's, the, the problem is the slippery, slippery slope. No, of, it's always of, the slippery slope. Get yeah. your head out of the mobile, Swellians. <laughs> Put well, your crystal ball down for a second. Put the put the crystal pipe. Put the bag of crystals away. Have a good sleep. Get rid of the psychosis, and then have a good rational look at this. Mm. Well, if Think the mining companies are blowing up our sixty-year-old, sixty-thousand-year-old Aboriginal sacred sites and just saying, "Oh, look, it's just a meter or two. It's it's all good." I mean, that's that's the pathway you're heading down, isn't it? Uh, no, because because uh, uh, if you're allowed to blow up one piece of reef for uh, a little bit of, you know. A, a better surf break and a bit of spreading the crowd around. Surely uh, those big fucking corporate fucking environmental fucking disaster companies are just going to go, oh, beauty. Well, They're already doing we've it. We've got to do. We've, surely we can just uh, create a reef here at Ningaloo and, and uh, use what we've just siphoned off as a little bit of tack, tack, back sheesh. They're already doing it. That's my point. It's so, like, and we're not, I'm not proposing that. And look, you know, I'm not proposing anything. I just talk to people who know better than me about mm. shit. That's what the, the job of a journalist is. You have an idea and you test it against the scientists. Uh, and one of the scientists, I said, you know, he echoed, the, echoed those fears. But then he also said, you know what? I'd never actually thought of micro adjustments to reefs. Mm. Like, I'm talking about like, there's a, there's a bomby down in South Wales they call cancers. A fucking perfect round pit, except for uh, one rock that sticks up. In the middle of it, every mm. fucking, you know, one out of five waves or something could kill you. Jughead's mm. favorite wave. Yep. Loves it. Uh, get rid of the rock. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> one rock. And, you know, I'm not talking, yeah, it's, it's always this kind of, like, greeny people always think that 
there's like this slippery slope concept of like, oh, but what's it going to lead to? And it's, like, it's not it's it's not the slippery slope. It's, already there. it's, it's opening up a Pandora's box. Well, more opportunity <laughs> for people to be fucking shitty with the rules. That's that's See, what it does. My take on it is the opposite. It's like if we can explode the global surfing population. Say like we just create mm. fucking world class waves everywhere. And also this has to be in, done in conjunction with local communities. Yeah. So you talk to, you know, the fucking impoverished Indonesian village here and go, uh, would you like a, a couple of world class waves? Like look at Nias, look mm. at fucking uh Bali. Like there's heaps of money in it for you. Um and you, so you ask them, you, you run your modeling tests, you, you see what it's going to affect on the foreshore and, and all this. Um, and, and once it's done, once you've created this, these extra waves and you've created a, a massive boom in the global surfing population, mate, surfers are the most consumption averse people ever created. Surfers will happily live in a thatched hut, eating brown rice and fish for months on end. Mm. There's a cooking wave out the front. Mm. So I think if you can create another billion surfers on the planet, I think you can create a massive cultural and tone shift mm. that, are. Uh, I think the ends will justify the means more. Mm, I'll be interested to read that small story, Smithy. But uh, let's not forget the whole reason we started this was because there was a surfer punching out a fucking teenage lid. Mm. <laughs> we need more waves. So it doesn't matter how much brown rice he eats. He's a fucking pretty tense character, mm. that fella. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's. Uh, what was your take on this anyway? This just like fucking came out. I mean, he barely drew a breath before he was throwing haymakers at this fucking grommet. Like. Mm. I mean, uh, is, is there no such thing as sort of weighing up your opponent before you start punching their lights out in, oh. in this sort of in this sort of uh, position? Would he have done the same if it was, uh, I don't know, Wayne Cleveland who'd fucking accident, he'd padded up the inside and, yeah. and caught one? No. And uh, that's exactly the point. He's punching down on someone and that's why everyone's hating on him uh, online. And mm. I mean, yeah, the, the, the point is like when those kind of indiscretions occur, uh, the kind of primitive Smithy <laughs> would have said, would have given you the advice that you you meant to, you know, call them out on the beach. So yeah. you know, you give them a chance to put their hands up, and uh, you know, you do it that way. And you know, fuck, man, calling out a, a small child onto the beach is or adolescent is is fucking bizarre behaviour. Although has happened to me, mm. first time I got punched in the surf, I was about the same yeah. age as this kid and had a fucking hundred kilo. Uh, coke trafficking mohawked psychopath on the beach there calling me in to fight him mm. and uh funnily enough a couple of boogers came to my aid and uh, called it off a couple of fucking core lord yeah. uh, stars of those early tension films saved me saved me noggin from one extra flogging so uh that's good yeah I mean fuck massive under can't be yeah. punched on huge under children dude huge under and snapper especially like fuck mate you're gonna cop it out there there's no escaping it like it would have done the same to Mick Fanning like I just reckon it's a coward's act mm. like the, to yeah. come up being that angry doesn't matter how crowded snapper gets you, you're gonna cop burnings out there the best do the best uh, usually fucking dropping the hammers but you know it's a fucking no-go to paddle out there with violence on your mind. Yeah. Jeez, oh, the whole thing is a, a bit of a clusterfuck, and I stay well clear of it. Massive under. Under. Goat rides board off the rack at J-Bay after some cunt racked 11 of his boards. Oh, 11. 11. Cosmic. Very cosmic. The exact amount of world titles he's mm. won. The master number. One, one. Uh, cosmic residents all over Kelly Slater's boards. It's like they're the most recognizable surfboards on earth. I mean, last mm. time he had boards stolen, 
Mate, you'll know better than I do, but I, I vaguely recall he had a, a bunch of boards stolen out of a car in the early days of Instagram, and he just sort of went, you know what, I'm just going to test this six degrees of separation theory. And he put it out there, and the boards were back within sort of, you know, I don't know, within a week for mm. sure. So, you know, just by using the social social networking, he was able to, like, use that fucking vast web of interconnectedness to retrieve these stolen items. And you'd imagine 11 out-of-known stickered fucking uh, firewires or whatever he's writing is going to be pretty fucking easy to spot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so someone is not thinking. Nah. I mean, far out that, that someone's probably, you know, in reality, some poor glue-sniffing, heavily traumatised uh, guy from the, the slums that mm. have sprung up around J-Bay as the town has uh, developed over the years and yeah i mean far out i guess uh that's just the taxation that you got to pay yeah. to play in one of the most unequal and unfathomable countries on the planet it is yeah so, so uh, that's the, that's the thing with all these sorts of crimes isn't it i mean if that had happened in australia you, you would be a lot more surprised i mean this is a it's a crime of opportunity it's a crime of uh oh, i'm assuming I mean, uh, unless it's just a bunch of little cunts who fucking got in there and went, fuck, there's these boys, let's rack them, eh, Also bro. possible. I mean, I remember CJ Hobgood losing an entire quiver in France. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're hardly living in for fellas and shanties in Hossiga. Mm. Uh, but how did he perform? I, I thought he uh, surfed pretty well. Yeah. Uh, over there. I didn't think he looked too bad. No. Nah. And, um, yeah, the goat. I mean, Far out. Are we, are we only going to have the goat for one more comp? I mean, you'd imagine he'd surf in the Pipe Masters if he gets invited, which he probably will do for the rest of his life. But well, he's locked in for 2023. He still gets a he gets a crack at Pipe. I know, but he, I, is Chope's going to be the last we'll see of him in a full year on tour? Mm, very likely. Yeah, I think so. Watch this space. Under. Under. Under for the theft and the general state of things in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Ivy Miller shits her wetsuit on camera in the new Stab Highway series, Vaughan. Bravo. Well played. Bravo, Ivy. And it's good to see Spit the Winkle back, even though mm. unconventional method, Smithy. Mm. One usually does pull down the pants or wetsuit before jet streaming across a car park. That's right, Vaughan. And, uh, I mean, probably a bit more of a solid consistency than we're used to mm. here down under with the classical Spit the Winkle. Yeah. But as we know, things get lost in translation and... Uh, She's had a, a Barry Crocker, as they say, yeah. born and, and, and shat the bed, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> in this case, her wetsuit. And this is what she had to say about the incident. Uh, the worst hangover I had on Stab Highway was the night after St. Patrick's Day. I was drinking Guinness and Jamison, Ooh. and I was still in a wetsuit. And then I chugged a cup of Crane's hair. That's Ian Crane's hair. Not the best call. Uh, the next day, we were struggling. The hangover vitamins didn't work. I was feeling like shit. And then I shat my wetsuit. <laughs> Even though my stomach hurt, I zipped up my suit to join the boys and talk about what challenges we would compete in Santa Cruz. And that's when it happened. I knew John, the team's filmer, could see it in my face, but I was not ready to talk. I waited for the boys to paddle out before pulling out my baking soda, vinegar and dish soap. I went to the beach, got completely naked and put everything in my suit. I was horrified for a good four hours. Whew. John knew and kept saying I had to share, but I didn't want to tell the team I just shit myself. I can't talk about those things. Pooping, farting, all of it grosses me out. Eventually, he got me to do it. All I remember was Eaton saying, That's rogue.
Indeed, Vaughn, I cannot <laughs> remember in the annals of history, annals, uh, if you mm. like a good pun, a woman coming clean on sharting or shitting herself. Not mm. one, not one celebrity, not one reality TV moment can I think of a female shitting her pants. Nah. Nah, so an incredible show of vulnerability and strength. Yep. I can only applaud Ivy Miller for this. I think it sets a new bar in uh, just, you know, Honesty yes. in the realm of celebrity yeah. and uh, more power too. I think this is this is a, kind of a, a shattering of the glass ceiling moment yeah. potentially for global feminism. There's, there's been so Up many there with the suffragettes, Vaughn, you know, getting so equal many. pay. Yeah, uh, we're now coming to terms with the full bodily function of females. I mean, I didn't even know they shit for mm. for many years. I nah. just thought sparkles and rainbows came out. Yeah, that's right. A little, uh, I used to, I used to think you just put a little bowl underneath and, and a little flowers and, and a little potpourri would fall out, just delicately drift from the <laughs> anal passage just into this little bowl and then you'd put it on your uh, coffee table and light a little candle next to it and everything was wonderful. Mm. But no, uh, yeah, wonderful to see. Maybe um, calls to mind some of the great shit in yourself stories though. I've got a famous one myself where uh, I, uh, I think it was my birthday, Pipe Masters 2008. Uh, I was staying at the Billabong house, went to Halle Ever Joe's after mm. a big night on the chocolate cake and um, caused light. <laughs> Had uh, a big brekkie there at the uh, Halle, uh, no, what was it? Yeah, the Halle Ever Cafe. Started driving back to the North Shore and just felt this. And I was just like, what is this? So I thought, oh God, where's there a toilet? I was just driving. I just realised, like, within seconds, my t shirt was soaking wet. I just had, you know, a grip on the fucking on the steering wheel, like a wedge-tailed eagle fucking with a white rabbit. Knuckle. Yeah, white knuckle, just. Got to this little uh, park and I thought, oh no, there was no toilet. I was just like, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to have to just jump out and shit on the grass. And as I'd like jumped out, <laughs> this guy pulls up with his two young daughters, gets out of the car and I just looked at him and went, you fucking dog. <laughs> I was like, no. Jumped back in the car, started driving and I was like, oh, of course, the fucking Johnny Boy Games, Kobe Abaddon, mm. toilet block. Yep. Uh, where Slipped the on the blood stain on the way in. The infamous fucking... Donnybrook went down, so I, uh, I drove for there and I was just screaming at the top of my lungs, you got to make it, Vaughn! you got to make it, you fucking legend! Got there and uh, I don't know if you've been there, maybe the, the car park at Halley was a good 50 metre run to the toilet box. So I was like, right. Just stepping like well, David Campese in his out. prime. Left the car running, just jumped out, jumped this little fucking, you know, uh, set divider log. And as I'm running, it's just going... <laughs> down the back of my jeans, just hot potato salad, right down, all the way down the back, <laughs> into my shoes. Oh, got into the toilets and I was just rattled. I was like, oh my God, I'd shat myself so bad, you can't even believe it. And uh, next thing you know, I'm like, fuck, all right, well, got to start problem solving here. It's, what, 10 in the morning? Uh, luckily, no one's in there. I'm like, fuck, all right, I'll just, I'll wash myself down. No fucking, no sink, no taps. Nothing to wash your hands with. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take the cistern off the, the lid off the cistern in the in the toilet. Go in there. No cistern, just a hole, just a button to press. So uh, at this stage, I'm just like lost for ideas. I just go, all right, I'll just have to uh, 
chuck me shoes and jeans in the bin, which I did. So I'm standing there <laughs> butt naked. I took my shirt off, dipped it into the toilet, into the fucking water, and just had to wash all the shit off my legs. Next thing, I'm, I'm literally there going, hey, if someone walks in, it's going to look like I'm smearing shit out of the toilet onto me, mm. not wiping it off. Mm. So I was petrified. Yeah. So, yeah, as I was running, I looked over the other side of the park. There was already a couple of big, big mokes on the oh, 40s dude. just fucking, you know. Yeah, you don't end up in the psych nah. ward in Hawaii. So anyway, I get myself pretty much cleaned up. Go to, uh, go poke my head out and I'm, I've got nothing wet. I've got nothing. There's no, no toilet paper. There's nothing. I'm just <laughs> fucking there going, okay. Nudie run back to the car. So, did you don? Uh, did you don some? You know, some leaf like Adam and Eve. There like was nothing. A, even there was a, nothing a, a traditional Hawaiian loincloth. Oh, there was. Thankfully, the one thing there was was a bin. So I just chucked everything in the bin, and I just went, "Fuck it, here we go." I just grabbed me bits and just did this fucking streaky white six foot four fucking bald run across this park, a Hawaiian park, Haleiwa. <laughs> 10.30 for 11 o'clock in the Ready morning. Ready for his life, he was. All the Hawaiians are like over under the trees. He's going, yeah, bro, what you doing, man? Like fucking losing it. Absolutely losing it. And I just get in the car and like. Jiggling the keys like Tom Dawson in the car park. Oh, after heavy, his infamous yeah. freight train scorch. Like the one thing I had was uh, uh, there was nothing in the car except a, a, a woman's day that um, it was Sterling uh, Howland who used to do the, mm. the Billabong uh, broadcast and stuff. Cosmic. He had hired the car, and mm. I think his wife, Shay, had bought a, a woman's day mm. at the uh, airport or something. Perfect. So I got that, had John Mayer and Jennifer Aniston on the front. I just put that down on the seat so yep. all my shit smear smell didn't get on the uh, Juco or the Perfect. fucking internals. Sat on that, drove back to fucking the North Shore with me head about one millimetre <laughs> above the steering wheel, just going, this is so heavy. I'm butt naked. <laughs> anyway, I finally pull up to the little greenhouse and, you know, there's no room in the car park, so I've got to cross the, uh, I've got to cross the bike track, and it's just fucking mid morning, and everyone's just out and about doing their business. I'm just going, what is going on here? So I finally reach under the seat, and there's this t-shirt, and I'm like, yes. So I get out of the car, peel Jennifer Aniston and John Mayer's face off my sweaty brown butt cheeks. <laughs> Climb into this T-shirt, tie a little knot, you know, so my, my, my feet are through the legs. I'm just in this T-shirt and fucking Pat Stacy rocks up, the surf photographer. Yeah. And uh, he's with his wife and they just look at me and they're like, oh, hey, Vaughn, what's happening? And I'm like, oh, mate, look, I just well, I felt like a bit of a massage. It's my birthday. So I went and got one and now I'm just uh, bolting into the house. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll come back later. Because he, he was going to show me some photos that he'd taken. Mm. And I look down and the T-shirt is just made out of that threadbare nothing. <laughs> and I'm just standing there with me junk out covered in brown shit. So I just ran in the house, grabbed me boardies, surf pipe for about five hours, just throwing myself over the falls on anything that came mm. near me. Fuck, it was a tense story, mate. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I tell you, one of the best, one of the greats. The goat of shark stories yeah. will not be topped. Overs all round, Vaughn. Overs for Ivan. Thank Ivy you, Swibby. Overs for Thank Vaughan. you, Swellians. Go easy on the cause light and chocolate cake combo. Over. Vaughn, a uh, 43-year-old West Australian transgender surfer, Sarah Jane Lowison. She's backed up her victory at the West Oz titles with another win at the Levan Whalebone Classic. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cosmic... Happenings, of course, she beat the mad wokest and LGBTQ plus ally Lucy Small mm -hmm. in the final. 
Uh, so our loose. Yes, our loose. Uh, we say that loosely. Uh, and I, I believe you can also loosely trace the WCL's equal pay to a stand that Lucy made uh, at a longboard comp in Manly. Well, that kind of, uh, you know, well, I feel like that was the beginning of it all, wasn't it? Well, that conversation? Uh, no, it was, wrong? yeah, timeline's a little off. Uh, the, the, the equal pay had come in for a few years, but hadn't sort of stretched out into the longboarding uh, circuits and stuff. So, world. yeah, um, but Lucy made that big stand, uh, made made a huge racket in the uh, straight press over here, front page of, of some of the, the, the leading newspapers. And, um, yeah, good on you. Go, Lucy. And uh, Sarah Jane Lowison's story is this. Uh, at 43, she transitioned into womanhood, uh, which uh, was a couple of years ago. She transitioned, and uh, that was just after winning the men's longboard division as Ryan Egan. This is according to, to Beach Grit. <clears throat> Lowison has set up a GoFundMe page to raise cash so she can chase longboard events around Australia and through Europe. So far, fans have pledged $490 of the 10,000 goal. I don't know how recent this article was, but mm. uh, anyway, to uh, this is what she wrote on it. To have the inclusion of trans athletes like myself at this level brings conversations and positive awareness to our community and sport in general. Lucy wrote on Facebook, um, I competed against Sasha a few months ago and we welcomed her to the women's division. Uh, I think this was in reference to a, a Beach Grid article, potentially, because she wrote, Posting this is horrific and harmful. What is just as infuriating is that all the men commenting here and saying this type of thing are operating under the assumption that because someone grew up biologically male, they are automatically better than anyone in the women's division. This says less about it being unfair and more about your sexist attitude towards women's performance level in surfing. Mm. It's a, uh, look, I'll say this. Uh, I'll say this, one. Go. I'm not touching this with a 10-foot fucking pole, my friend. <laughs> I don't want a woke flash mob <laughs> hurling frozen bricks of tofu and used tampons at my panel van everywhere I go. Uh, you know, Can you imagine if they found out where I lived and, and rocked up in the, the Baggerville uh, swamp with eight-inch rubber cocks swinging in the breeze looking to enact some weird... <laughs> hybrid sequel of Deliverance and Clockwork Orange and give Smivy an old-fashioned pegging? I don't want to be pegged by a woke flash mob for uh. having an opinion on this. Her body, her choice. I'll let the uh, the women in that division sort it out. Uh, yeah. No, thank you, Vaughn. Not touching it. Do you know what? It's It comes down to this for me, Smivy. Like, surfing is probably the one sport where it just really fucking doesn't matter. Like, your arguments fall flat. I'm back with Lucy 100%. Like, man or woman does not equate to better surfer. Like, doesn't matter which side of that you fall on. Like, I mean, if you're just going purely based off the high-end Formula 1 surfing of the WCT, like, women's surfing hasn't had the same opportunities. So, can't be judged equally against the performances of the men, in my view. Uh, longboarding, even less so. Like, I mean, fuck, man. Like, what makes a male longboarder, what's the advantage? I just, I can't see the fucking advantage. That's that's what I can't see. So the argument for Sarah Jane having some sort of uh, power advantage or something, like, is that even a factor in the judging criteria of longboarding? I, I don't get it. So I don't have an issue with it. Mm. Interestingly, like, one of the biggest opponents of trans people competing uh, as women is Martina Navratilova, the iconic tennis player and iconic gay tennis player, mm. lesbian. Uh, you know, she was the first professional sports person to come out as gay pretty much. 
And, uh, she, you know, she got absolutely fucking just, like, you know, cop so much hate uh, as a gay athlete in the 80s. Mm. And uh, when she can't, you know, she, she's a, a, she's gay. So she, she's part of the LGBTQ plus community. And uh, she's a, a massive critic of, of that. And, and she's been fucking disowned, rinsed, threatened with death, like woke flash mobs just circling her like some kind mm. of Gestapo uh, for her stance on this. Um, that's all I'll say. Yeah. That, uh, you know, this isn't coming from men. Like, this is coming from gay women uh, and women. And oh, it's, it, a... it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I don't really have any skin in the game here. So nah. I'm not going to say... But, but, but I think, like, the problem is, is that just so many people are looking at it like, well, fucking, they're going to, like, men are going to, like, use it as an opportunity to have success if they're not good. At, like, it's, fuck, it's such a weird argument to come from, a place of, like, like how many people would genu- genuinely change their sex to succeed? Like, how many people are that driven if they think that there's an advantage there? mm it's a pretty fucking weird thing to think that people would just do that. Like most people who are trans are trans because that's how they're born. Like that's just who they, who they are. That's what they feel. I think the goat actually floated the idea of a, a trans division, mm. which would fucking be an interesting, interesting division. I mean, I can only really think of two athletes in it and it would be Westerly Windina and Sarah Jane Lawson, and I would tune in to watch that. Born some, uh, you know, just degrade Aussie pros, blowing out the holy land yet again. Uh, I'm not going to name names, just quickly, you know, just an acknowledgement of a surf sin committed on a sacred part of this continent. Mm. What's becoming of surf culture, Born The core surf culture, the people who once were the custodians of the hidden stretches of coastline, and now sifting Pinot Grigio and wearing berets all the way to the cone zone and back again, FIFOing in and fucking the joint. In the midst of COVID, Smithy, I don't want to bring it up. I know we're all sick of talking about it, but fucking Australia became the place to be and the place to go. And like, there was no overseas travel. No one knew how long it was going to get shut down. Everyone discovered they're in a fucking four-wheel driver. And, man, you can't go anywhere, whether you're going to Morton Island or Stratty or fucking further north or further around, you know, around the bottom or wherever it is you're from, wherever you're going to go without a fucking... It's like, it's like the grey nomads of, of all of a sudden they're, they're 21, they're smoking mm. ciggies and they're fucking flicking butts out the windows at some of these mm. fucking surf spots. Oh, don't blow a rock off the reefs, maybe. Hey, connect, fill it up. Yeah. Fill up the diesel. That's fill up right. the landy. Yeah. I'm going to go get a carton of milk. No, I just think uh, we all need to, you know, everyone wants to share this land. Everyone wants to be a part of it. Just keep it under your hat, people. Yeah, I mean, don't they understand, Vaughn, that they're killing the goose that lays the golden egg? Mm. I mean, uh, just enjoy the fucking golden eggs. Aren't the golden eggs enough? Mm. Got to kill the cunt laying them as well. Don't you get it? It's uh, a tragedy of the commons by another word, Vaughn, cutting down the branch that we're all sitting on. That's right. Fools! Yeah. They're not going to be happy until there's hordes of Brazilians and Hawaiians molesting our precious wave riches, Vaughn, stealing them, stealing the crystalline vision, running away with it, locked away in their pineal glands mm. when it could be locked away in our pineal glands. Precious and you know what tube energy stolen and exported to other continents, Vaughn. They won't be happy until that day. Are these the, the mega corporations, the, the foreign multinationals mm. of Vige, thieving it and selling it abroad? Yeah. Is that the plan? I think so. Yeah, I mean the the, the you're, Call me you're, paranoid. You're, you're talking about the meta powers. 
Smithy, out there just looking for the next secret to expose, looking for the next rash of fucking tourists to blow the joint out. And you know where they're going to come knocking, Smithy? You know when they're going to come knocking when you can't drive down south or around the corner or over the headland to that secret little reef because it's fucking chock-a-block full of fucking blow-ins. You know who they're going to be calling? Smithy. They're going to be going, mate, where's that fucking technology to blow this fucking clothes out in front of my house into a nice little left and right? And you'll just be laughing, going, I fucking told you so, cunts. Fucking eat a rock. Eat the rock at Jughead's Wave because it never got removed and it's just a fucking close out and no one can surf it. You happy? Under. Massive underborn. Under. Uh, just quickly as well, intrepid Basque surf adventurers do the complete opposite. Uh, Kepa Echero and Nacho Gonzalez. Oh, the masters. The, oh, the masters. The absolute masters. masters. Of, talk about masters of uh, keeping shit on the DL and let somehow getting it out there. Fuck, that's a lesson for everyone. Isn't it? And they're from a different generation. They're from a generation who subscribes to the sacred creed of the core Lord Vaughan to mm. keep it under wraps. No landmarks, you dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they found a wave somewhere. Fucking who knows? There, there was uh, looked like there was a couple Africans on the shoreline, so it's probably somewhere on that continent. Uh, but they're getting coned and oh, doing everything in their power. Don't be one of those... Conf- please don't become one of those continent... Uh, Sorry. What, what, what Sorry. are they called? I've transgressed. Yeah, continent. Just don't become an incontinent cunt. No. All right? No. Don't fucking let the shit run down your legs into everyone else's show's bowls. only big enough for one incontinent <laughs> cunt, and he's sitting opposite me. I won't steal your mustard. Don't I won't steal your, your, your shocky pants. Didn't we talk about this in an episode recently, Smithy? The, the continent blowout is, is the new fucking local blowout. It is. So uh, in that sense, they've transgressed Kepper and Nacho here. <laughs> they fucked up big time. What a joke. Oh, keep the locals out of the frame, boys. But, but yeah, uh, fuck they, they scored. Oh, Spinning they? left tubes. Ooh. Another. That's all the world needs is another fucking score, skeleton bay. Mate, when are we going to find a right-hander skeleton bay? Mm. I mean, the rattlesnake was kind of halfway there, but it's nowhere near as consistent, is it? We're not seeing anywhere near as much footage. No, nah, that's right. Uh, but I think those guys, those Basque lords, I mean, the Basque culture is a, a, an explorative, nomadic culture. They're famous for it. Mm. Famous seafarers washing up in all corners of the globe. It's a, a proud tradition in mm. what is a richly traditional culture. And I, I'm pretty sure uh, a Ritz Arambaru at the Rattlesnake, like these Basque guys, oh, fuck, they get around and mm. fuck, they score. They're almost underground the best at doing it. Hard, man. Hard men, hard women, really strong, strong people. Mm. Esketic Asko, I love the Basque. That's right. If you, yeah, look, if you blow up one of their zones, they might just blow up your fucking car. So oh, uh, mate, be careful look, when you're in the, the Basque country. I've uh, you know, surfed enough Mundaka on pump and swells to know that you fucking do not mess with the monobrows out there, mate. <laughs> do not fucking go near them. A massive, uh, look, I'm going to have to still give it an over to oh, the Basque Lords uh... for scoring perfect little left pits and not blowing it out. Just living by example, showing us how it's done. Uh, we could all take a lesson from Kepa Echero and the lads back up in there. A, back in the basque. Over. Does John John Flowers have Kelly Slater's foreskin in his knee? Does Gabby shave the bits of skin that none of us can see? If you drag your filthy car home down to the face of the old man pipe, will sparks fly from a lack of comet across the lonely night? Are the wazzles judges crazy? Have they fucking lost the brief? Would shame her and take Prophet.
Prophets will apply So scoff your shoes And ask us a question We will speak no lies Ask us a question We'll tell you no lies Ask us a question We'll tell you no lies Ask us a question, what do you think of the new theme song? Oh, incredible. <laughs> incredible, Vaughn. I'm surprised we don't have some uh, Swillian supergroup playing at Splendor in the Grass this weekend. Although, I have noticed we've also got a, a tribute band in America, the Swillians, mm. which has popped up like a fungus. Well, you know who that is? That's those uh, dog cunts from uh, North Carolina who are always chipping in on our uh, Instagram. Yeah, right. Incredible that we have our own tribute band, Vaughn. What a what a what an incredible moment really, it's, for us. It's, it's, it's nice. It's sweet, sweet it validation, is nice. isn't it? Yeah, I, I thought actually, I think we were going to try and get a gig at Splendor in the Grass. Just you and me talking shit. Yeah, right. Should we? Oh, why not? Fuck, and then we can just hit the uh, boiler room and just gurn on fucking like a couple of fucking lunatics. Throw Googs go back like Mentos. Swellians are out in force for uh, Ask Us a Question, Smith. And uh, let's kick things off with, oh, it's the birthday boy, Stace Galbraith. Speaking of um, speaking of uh, Splendor, I believe he's heading out there tomorrow morning to celebrate his birthday. Happy birthday, Stace. And he wants to know what is Deadly and Smithy's Splendor timetable looking like. Oh, we just covered it. Straight to the boiler room, mate. See you there. See you Four there. Four goods down. See you Couple square. of shrooms. Woo. Woo! <laughs> it's going to be so zorched. It's going to be a super spreader event par excellence, Vaughn. We'll be hocking up loogies for the next month, yep. I'm sure, Vaughn, along with 30,000 other gurning spazoids. Can't wait. And, uh, yeah, just in time. I uh, should be sort of seeing daylight again, Smithy, just in time for that 20-foot swell to have dissipated into fucking three-foot onshore early spring marsh. Got a question here from Jasper Kelly Art. Jasper Kell Art uh, with the big O CT status looking unsure next year. Are we anticipating a free surf career in Mortal Cones and maybe a DNA style edit with the mullet Hamad man, Mikey Wright, or a stellar comeback with shades of 99 Ock in 2024? Great well, question. Really good question. I, I think uh, O Dog has got one eye on Chopes for this Olympics. Mm. So I, we haven't seen the end of him in a, in a rashy. No mm. chance. He, he, his last words, uh, Spivy, you'll enjoy this, was it Hope is you get my lot, duty dog. to be there for Australia at Chopes Paris 24. Oh, like, big duty. dog for the gaff. Hey? Big dog for the gaff. Big dog for the gaff, mate. You can't argue with that sort of language. So be primed for a fucking skullet comeback of Oki proportions, mate. It could be on. I've uh, got one here from Geggy. He wants to know, what was the go with the Griffin fading Ewing at the end of that overlapping heat? Did you catch that at no, Bay, mate? So basically, Griffin was in a losing position in his heat, uh, and it was an overlapping heat, and he saw that Ethan was on a tear. And because those two guys are basically in a battle with Kanoa Igarashi as well for that last, basic what could be the last spot in the top five heading into Trestles, he cooked him. Because he had priority, because he was in the first heat. So basically, he had the right to cook Ewing, because Ewing yeah, was in the second heat. Mark. But by cooking him, he actually fucked up Ethan's wave, which he was fully going bananas on. Had the potential to derail his J-Bay campaign in that event. Mm. Huge, huge fucking uh, 
like call, especially when they're filming, you know, the trilogy part two. Yeah, they're locked the into moment. Tarago somewhere around West Cape right they're, now. They're, they're on the same surf team. I mean, uh, it actually, I think the interference went against Griffin in the end because there's a rule that says unsportsmanlike behaviour won't be tolerated in those overlapping heats. Wow. So he got done on a fucking technicality. But, mate, oh, jeez, it was brutal. Griffin was chairing Ewing up the beach after that heat. But in my head, that goes to show you how fucking gnarly that kid is underneath that sort of curly head, crust-eaten surface. So this is the the Griffin, uh, what was it? It must have been the semi. He beat, no, no the Geordie heat. The yeah, Geordie, the so quarter. that's what, like that, that wasn't even a quarter, I don't think, was it? That was um 16. It was early. It was oh, early. It was around 16. Yeah, okay. So but uh, did Griffin then, he, he must have won the heat that he got the interference in? No. No. No, no. So it must have been the Geordie heat. Yeah, because yeah. he melted against Geordie. That's what happened. Right. But in a losing heat and knowing he couldn't win it, ah. he burnt Ewing on a fucking potential eight, nine, ten point white ride to block him from going any further in the comp. So you had a guy surfing a heat against a different guy in another heat, basically. Mm. Mm. So he was looking at big picture points on the ratings and stuff, which shows you that he's a fucking little maniac underneath. Eh? He's like... For all the spirituality and all the meditation and all the head noise, that's a fucking pretty dark move. Well, maybe to, to, to try and sabotage someone else's title run. Maybe he's off the horse, you know. Maybe he has, didn't meditate that day because uh, that's a pretty, pretty heavy manipulation of the rules. Uh, you know, Medina worked, worked against yeah. him in the end. There, there was a loophole. I'm surprised in the it did work against him, though. Mm. I mean, uh, the, 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 they have that kind of arbitrary. Uh, ability to just kibosh someone's run like that, the WSL, and be like, no, that's unsportsmanship. It was a heavy one. But, uh, Jeez, where yeah. was the unsportsmanship rule in the 80s for him? I guess if uh, Ewing winning the comp was the best case scenario for, for Griff in that, uh, or fuck, worst case scenario in terms of his WSL sort of campaign, but karma-wise, probably the only thing that pulled him out of the water. Mm. But you got to wonder, man, does that sort of behaviour come back to bite you later on? You know, there's two events left. Well, there's one event left to get into the finals. And now he's got this kind of little, uh, he's, he's showcased this sort of underbelly, this sort of uh, desire to almost do anything to win, which can work for some people. But if you're in the Spiro space, mate, it could work against you. 100%. Once you set foot in the karmic realm, any transgression, any indiscretion is punished oh. twefold. Uh, oh, and yeah. And Punish it. You always know why, too. You always know exactly where you slipped up. And you're like, fuck, but you still have to pay the price and you still have to mm. suffer. It's so weird, isn't it? I think straight to Costa Rica, get on the shaman yep. juice, big sacred parchment, make peace with the gods, and then come back to Chopes with a clear conscience. Stephen Lino. Smivy? Stephen Linot? Linot. Steve O. Anyway, when's Smivy's guided meditation on calm coming out? Can we have a little taste of that right now, Smivy? Focus on the breath. Slowly in, out through the mouth. Slowly in, out through the mouth. And just begin to let go of the thoughts, let them pass by like clouds, and just let it all go. That kind of faded you, Akira, let it go. That kind of you trusted to look after your dog and to give it back with a four inch gash in its leg. Let it go. 
Let it all go, let the thoughts pass. All thoughts of creasing cunts, let it go. Let it all pass like clouds in the sky. Return to the breath. In. Out. Fuck, I'm in. I'm in, mate. When's that coming out? Any day now, Vaughn. Uh, yeah, we're in talks. It's happening. Fantastic, mate. Jeez, I feel relaxed. I've got one here from Daniel Semo, an old mate from Maroubra. Are two of the best callers, analysts, Barton and Sean Doherty, being silenced by the WSL from the, for the outspoken worldviews they have? All the while, we have to suffer listening to Luke Egan's boring dribble. Uh, he has a follow-up question. Fuck, marry, kill. Kypo Strider, Shan Hughes. Question number one, Vaughn. Is there some silencing going on from the uh, World Surf League elite? Some truth tellers being sidelined for their radical views? Oh, jeez. I couldn't Hope say for sure. Your dog. But uh, is, there, is it a coincidence that two guys who uh, really love to beat the drum of their political beliefs not currently having a platform like the WSL to voice their opinions on something as arbitrary as wave scores? Mm. Long bow or short bow, Smithy? Uh, it's a long bow, but, uh, you know, it, it is Pandora's box, Vaughn, and uh, we, we all saw what happened to Rogan with the woke flash mobs and coming down to Texas with, uh, you know, swinging used tampons above their heads like a ball on a chain. Like mm. We know what happens when you transgress the woke sphere and start peddling anti-vax uh, knowledge or information uh, or sh- even showing skepticism at the powers that be at the puppet masters. Mm. They'll kibosh you quicker than a fucking John John Florence medial ligament for mm. They'll snip it. They'll snip it and they'll send you back to whatever cave you crawled out mm. of. Yep. It's going to be uh, pretty fascinating to see how Kelly Slater is treated post-career when he starts to uh, let fly with a little bit of his spiritual journey, journey stuff, mm. eh? Mm. Because we all know that the uh, the Wazzle, it's a very clean institution. Although there's little hints, there's little cracks in the veneer coming out, Smivy. G-Land looked like a uh, fairly uh, decent hotbed of lurid activity with Renato Hickle doing a shoey out of mm. someone's uh, booty. Mm. Gross. Let's hope they're both jabbed up because, uh, I mean, that just screamed super spreader to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's a bit of a long bow. I, I think that uh, it's it's a pretty easy conclusion to draw, though, because, uh, you know, you're talking about two guys who get very, very noisy, very lippy on, on social media and maybe to the point where people, uh, is it their beliefs as much or as it is just the, the frequency of sort of just constantly challenging people's brains? Mm. You know, and is the Wazzle something that wants to uh, encourage that challenging mentality or have they had it a fucking fair gutful with every single heat score that gets delivered? Mm. Yes, good you question. You do the math. That's right, you do the math then. Fuck, marry, kill, Vaughn. Uh, look, I'm going to have to go probably getting spit-roasted by Kaipo and Strider <laughs> while marrying Shannon as my beard. And, uh, but eventually having to kill her because uh, she spills the beans on my uh, sorted after-hours oh, activity. Oh, I'm going to take the... Uh, I'm definitely not going to answer this one. But I will say this. 
Pretty sure there's a hot room in the Kaipo and Madonna, the Madonna, had a fling once. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I think I'd maybe dive in on being one degree of separation from that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this show's taking a turn for the unwanted We allies still. So this one's from uh, Crash Bailey. He wants to know on your Crash-o. Crash-o, Crash. Back in 2003, Benji, Donovan, and the drive through boys came to Oz and hung out with Steve Irwin and Dean Morrison on their travels. They just did a revival last year, so which current Aussie corn lords should they visit if they come back? Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. So if uh, Greg Browning and Donnie and Benji, who's now a, a stand-up comedian, I believe, they come back, who, who should they hang out with? Who, who are the Aussie icons? Mm. Well, uh, I think to, to get a, a handle on the, the local parlance, our good mate, better known as uh, this guy. I mean, nothing screams Australia 2.0 with, uh, you know, increasing inequality, rising inflation, uh, an endless La Nina than a fucking uh, jailbird with a potty mouth like Danny Bunnigan. <laughs> I'd just love to see him in the drive through RV with just locked in with Donnie and, and Benji and see how he ma- how he goes. And as far as a nihilistic tube thief, a la Dean Morrison, um, who's the modern incarnation of that? Uh, I mean, there's plenty going around. Chuck Mikey in. The mullet-headed yeah. man taking pigging, pigging out west, yeah. out Tenerfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking don't, don't worry about, you know, going to mutt. visit bowling hey. alleys or the surf range. Oh, go and fucking get in the fucking... He's uh, like, you got one. Hey. Yeah, go and get in the Polaris with a couple of rifles, a couple of 22s and a spotlight and go and get a couple of roos and a few pigs on the on the bonnet. Mm, waking yeah, fright Wake style. up, boys. Hey, that'll introduce you to Australia. Uh, we've got a question here from Oso Blanco 43 he, mm. he wants to know, when are the Swellians coming to Cali to put on a show for the Seppos? Also, will there ever be a Seppo rival series? I know the waves aren't as consistent here as they are in Australia, but we do have some glue factory talent. Bobby, Chris Ward, Christian Fletcher. And if both coasts were involved, Corey Lopez, Hobgood Bros, to name a few, up the Swellians. Sick idea. Sick up. idea. Love to see some of those... Early noughties, mid noughties, core lords come back into the fold. Fuck, they all still rip body, yep. backside, vert, Rios, vert alert, vert alert, vert alert. Yep, saw uh, CJ doing a nice frontside punt the other day on a surf trip, so uh, the boy's still flaring. Hey. Um, when we come yeah. to Cali. Ooh, hey. The new rival series is a fucking belter. Mm. We went up, uh, you, you did all the writing and VOs for it, and we did a little bit of commentary on the end of them, but far out, man. It's a Changers series, fucking core lord bonanza. Mm. Best surfing yet that we've seen in the rival series. It's fucking off its head. The boys scoring. Chippo, Reefy, Shelly, Shelly, Wado, Wado. They're all in it. Ah, da. it's Ripper. Yeah, there's some cones. There's some high energy, high performance surfing. But uh, I think we're headed to the States probably next year. We had to can the tour for fucking visa reasons. Uh, mm. Smithy's police check failed. <laughs> No, that's no, not true. It's not true. Uh, it's actually just a, a, a kind of a thing to get into America at the moment if you're some kind of entertainer. Yeah. Ah, yeah. well, we'll be back. We'll be back, Smitty. <laughs> Lilo, or Lilo Kwan, wants to know, can Rondog give us the rundown on his vocal cord maintenance regime? I want a velvety baritone husk of my own. What's the secret, bro? Morning single malt and a Winnie Red chased down with a tablespoon of Manuka. Fuck, that sounds like a good recipe to me. I might even uh, mm. give that a crack tomorrow morning. Let's hear from Ron himself, see what his uh, his vocal cord routine is like. 
This exercise goes as follows. Pull in. Letting go. Not fully out, but fully in. Once again. Fully out means there's still more coming out. Don't do that. Just letting go. So, fully in. And letting go. Here's one from Autovez, uh, or possibly I Autovez, but Auto, uh, good for listening. Thanks, bruh. What boards are you guys riding? Feel like you never don't typically talk about your favourite surf crafts. Good oh, question. What are you on there, Smithy? All about the Axod shapes at the moment, the Aldo Cruise, uh, Brother and Mitch Cruise, Shape Art to the Gold Coast Underground, Core Lords, like Toby Mossop, Hinata Azawa. And uh, yeah, he's got one of the best test pilots in the game in former WCT surfer, Mitch Cruz, mm. in his Skyrocket. Fucking mental crafts. Get on him. Mate, I'm just about wait, ready to get my first board from the official Swellian, official board maker of the Swellians, Alex Cruz, the Axods. Uh, so I'm in the waiting line. But what I'm riding right now, mate, is uh, I've got three specials. I've got the uh, LSD Noah model. Been loving that thing. Absolute peach of a fucking board. It, uh, got onto it after the Taz Barrow stab in the dark. Thought it looked pretty uh, sparky under his foot. Uh, I'm on the Ian Byrne 6.6 uh, sort of parabolic channel fucking boat. Oh, it's a good board, Twinny. And just the other day, Smivy, the Mikey Wright schooner. Got one for appearing in his ad, and uh, it's a fucking beast as well. Good in everything, mate. Mm-mm. Doff the it. cap to uh, Kirk Bjork for the, the indestructible tube pig quad, and uh, my Uncle Simon, yeah. behind the man behind Morning the Earth surfboards with his channel bottom twins, the ultimate for going to warp speed in the cone zone. And, uh, yeah, just uh, the, the schooner, it's a JS. Look for the tractor. Hey. Luke Pora. Lukey Pora. Did Yago intentionally flick his board at Hing in the semi-final at J Bay? No, no. Yago copped a little injury and he couldn't duck dive, and it was just uh, a, a, a brief episode of poor timing. But according to Yago, yeah. Have you had any? Have you ever had a run in like that where someone's like you've gone? Hang on a minute. Was this fucking you hooting down the line and someone's uh, throwing a board in front of you? Nah, no, but uh, in that competitive realm, I feel like there's every chance that there was a, a sus little kind of, uh, just a, not an intention to to hit him or obstruct him, but just an intention to maybe you know just give him something to think about. They're always doing that. They're always like paddling out in front of um, the line that the surfer on the wave's about to take. They're always like you know kicking there's water, a, kicking water, anything, sure. anything you can do to For just sure. put a bit of a, a mental ripple. In the mm. surfer's brain. So it's every chance. Like, You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see in a heat, someone just paddle over a wave and as the guy's flying past, not throw your board out, just do the good old-fashioned fucking kick water in their face as they're going yeah. past. Could the judges, like, could they make a call on that? It might be bad sportsmanship, but I mean, fuck it, it'd be funny. Oh, and just the screaming in the face as you go <laughs> past. That's a classic. Uh, we've, we've had some, who was it? Uh, was it Slater screaming in the face? No, it was was it Curran screaming in the face of Bainey? Mm. Bainey screaming in the face of Curran. One yeah. of the two. So anyway. that's, that's the next level. Like actual, uh, you know, get a, bring a, bring a rugby league, a little bit of that on-field, uh, what's that sniping called? The fucking Sledging. Sledging. Get Bob in there. Dog. dog. Oh, sorry. We've got a question here from Coconut Christ. <laughs> oh. He wants to know if we get an all-Aussie <laughs> final between Ethan. He- 
And the shaman, the Vortex shaman, that is Jack Robinson. Who you got oh. and will you do a giveaway? And can I win said giveaway? Do, uh, do we dare dream, Smitty? Do we dare dream of a healing and Jack Robbo final? I think the only way it can happen is if uh, Jack leapfrogs Felipe into number one. That's the only way that we could have those two in the final, uh, which is possible. Mm. Mm. Especially heading into Chopes, where Jack is an absolute special to take the gong home, and Philippe's probably not even going to show up. So but then it's... Ethan, uh, if he snags top five or even... Oh, hang on. He's, has he overtaken Italo on the ratings? I think he's at number three, yeah, Ethan. he's third. Wow. So it's definitely sitting there. Mm. It's in the realm of possibility if, if Philippe uh, has a bit of a no-show at Chopes. Oh, mate, I don't know if I could cope with that. Two Aussies in the, on, the, on the last three heats or potentially two heats at the WSL finals. I'm just racking my brain for a, a similar moment of Australian sporting excellence. Jeez, uh, I mean, uh, winning 17 Rugby League World Cups in a row is mm. up there. Snapper did win, uh, I think, 11 Stratty Assaults or something like that. Mm. Kira Teams Challenge in a row. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean, just in, in terms of sheer emotion, hard to imagine how Australia we're going to react Australia too? Yeah, winning the uh, America's, America's Cup, Cup, of course. Mm. You know, sticking it up the dogs. Yeah. Seppo dogs, eh? Hey. And, uh, yeah, I was reflecting on that just the other day. Our Prime Minister saying that everyone should get a day off. And if, if they don't give you a day off the day after, you, You're a your bum. boss is a bum. Yeah. Uh, he's like kind of tooting the universal basic income teat way back then, Vaughn. Oh, Bob Hawke. But, uh, yeah, fuck, man. So much Australian pride. So much Australian pride. It'll be overflowing. Green and gold. It'll be a ticker tape parade for both of them in their native North Stradbroke. All seven of them will be turning out in the main street mm. there to shower Ethan yeah, uh, in we, praise. Whether he comes first or second. A ticker tape parade up there is like four leaves of toilet paper just mm. floating on a, on a stiff northerly down the main street past the fucking yep. Point Lookout pub. A couple of prawn heads, uh, some... Bit of fish offal. Pretty piss weak, if you ask me. Hank Waddington's uh, challenges here. He's saying, why are the conscious core lords of the Swelling Army back in the bourgeois betting elite? Real easy question here, Hank, because we fucking do this shit for free, mate. No one's paying us. And fucking, if we're not getting a little bit of coin in the back rocket, then fucking we're not doing it. Simply put, mate, don't hate the players, hate the game. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I didn't set this shit fight up. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't take money off Ampole, but look what good it did us. You don't even know that we didn't take money off Ampole, and now we're just fucking broke. <laughs> What's the point of any of it? Pretty piss weak, if you ask me. Owen Kilby, Smitty, is Kolohe the biggest letdown on tour this year? And will Rio Wider become the first Indonesian on tour? Well, fucking easy part two of that question. Yep, he's is on he his way. Is he locked in? Nah, I think there's still six events to go. We could do a Mitch Colborne and slide off the ratings after a couple of big 10,000 results uh, early in his career and ne never really got there but odds are stacked in uh, Rio's favour to become the first Indonesian surfer on tour Bagus Bagus Smivy mm, Sangat Bagus even uh, but uh, is Kaloa the biggest letdown on tour see I think that generation I think the ship might have sailed I don't think we'll see an Oki or a, a, a Sunny Garcia sort of late career world title run um, from Geordie, Kolohe, Julian, Owen. Uh, that, that's an entire, you know, all those guys came through at the same time. I think Kolohe's even a bit younger, but it just seems like 
The foam pits have ruined these guys, mate. Yeah. Is there a direct line to draw between their exorbitant salaries that they'll pay to the young age and the failure to achieve? Mm. You do the math. Get back on protection, you mate. Got one here from Maxie Williams. Don't know if it's the uh, Max Williams who went to high school with me, bro. Long-time family friend, but it is on you, Maxie, if it's not. Fucking good on you, Max, whoever you are. Will climate change and coastal erosion make the bourgeoisie sub-riding parasites sell up their coastal properties and go inland to build sustainable lifestyle blocks and give the coast back to us working-class battlers? Mm. And uh, who's your top three for chopes, Maxie wants to know. <laughs> Mate, um, I think you nailed it, Smithy. I think they're, they're, they're fucking done with land. Mm. They're just getting on the super yachts and just starting to start cruising around and dropping in on everyone's fucking perfect waves. Because, I mean, inland is where the poor people are. Mm. I mean, if, inland, if, in if Penrith planes. ends up being fucking snapper rocks in a few years, don't be surprised. Mm. It's fucking skits. It's skits how it all works. We live in the most twisted planet run by the most nihilistic fucktards who are literally trying to drown you like rats. Know that. And uh, start thinking of ways to fucking get one back on them. I actually read an article uh, in the New Yorker the other day. It was titled The Haves and the Have Yachts. Oh, damn. That's good. And, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys who works as a broker selling these yachts, these mega yachts, giga yachts, he said that if people, if the general population knew what it looked inside one of these yachts, if the general population knew what it looked like inside one of these yachts, they'd bring the guillotine back. Yeah, fucking French Revolution. Straight Heads up. would roll, let them eat cake, the whole fucking thing. Mate, it would fucking go down because uh, super yachts and just the culture of, I mean, we already discussed it on the program. I'm so rattled by this article. I can't get it out of my fucking head. It's freaking me out. They're a place to hide capital. So mm. what billionaires, what the rich are forced to do at the moment is just hide capital. Like they can't even put it into housing because they have too much money. Mm. You know, for these oligarchs to buy housing, the houses have to be like a fucking thousand square meters. Like they have to be the size of a suburb. It's yeah. too big. Whereas yachts, they can kind of hide all that money in it um, because it's a small vessel and it, it soaks up all the capital because they need somewhere to put the money. It can't just exist mm. in the ether. It has to go into something. It has to be spent on something. So that's where we're at as a species. And uh, fuck, mate. And you know, meanwhile, they just divide us uh, by along the lines of identity politics seems to me to be the most fucking classical CIA psyops just fucking plan. keep just their minds busy with the useless left. shit yeah and uh it's it's rattling so yeah I mean fuck it, the, the rich the, the people who own the coastal foreshore they're like the fucking they are the bourgeois they're, they're, they're the, the the lowest of the the rich and, and they're the, the working class sellouts and they're getting the fucking karmic kick up the coit they deserve <laughs> like this 20 foot swell mate fucking half of uh, the northern rivers and uh, the north side of Sydney is going to be gone surely wow. it's got to be it's yeah. fucking absolute swell pocket. Mate, you, you can build a couple of walls. It's not going to stop the ocean from crawling over the top of it, And mate. the fucked up thing too, like you mentioned Penrith, like that joint went underwater. You know, that's the, the lowest income zone in yeah. the whole of this country. Lismore would be second. It went underwater. It's like they put the poor on floodplains. They put macadamia farms on the hills mm. in the high zone. So like, you know, the nuts are high and dry, but the humans are fucking drowning like mm. rats. It's a fucking wild state of affairs that we live in. Oh, it's a kind Holy of shit. It's fucking loose. The only way we can change is Smith. It's the guillotine, Vaughn. Bring it back. Yep. And uh, and leading the charge, storming into the towns, holding the guillotine, will be the swelling army banging the drugs. <laughs>
Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. This house ain't no home. Yeah, get it, India. We're going to India. Shay Mitchell wants to know, will you guys be doing a live show with Raglan Surf Report? Short answer, fucking oath we are. We're coming to New Zealand and uh, we've already teed up CD and uh, it's on. I think he's actually going to do the whole tour with us. Zoland. Excellent. Going to be Phil. Cook the man some fucking eggs. Jack Bain wants to know, hey, Smith, deadly, is healing. And the Vortex Shaman digging in deep at J-Bay, the grittiest piece of Australian surfing since Noz said fuck the WSL. All fucking rise for the new era of Australian surfing. This was covered extensively in the last episode of Blitz. If you haven't had a listen, go back and check it out. But, Smithy, no doubt to me, that was uh, gauntlet thrown. Gloves off, sirens sounded, Australian surfing, the new generation is upon us. Are we some kind of soothsayers, Vaughan? I feel like it was only a few episodes ago, maybe last year, that we were predicting or at least calling for a reassessment of the judging and a reappraisal of what pure rail surfing is versus one-trick pony aerialism. I think, oh, you, I think it's come true. Mate, the, this They've is, heard it. This is the power we wield, Smithy. Pratamo, uh, Pratamo's, he's yielded the call, the, the great Sanyasin, and uh, he's felt the uh, he's felt the aura, mm-hmm. the uh, descending karmic mm-hmm. kick up the coit for going against his, his true blood, his true brethren, the North Coast Rail Shaman. He's felt the power, no, and you're he's right. answered the call, Vaughan, That's and right. there's been a, a reassessment of performance surfing writ large, and I for one back it. I'm backing it, and uh, it fits in well with the ethos of Australian surfing. Return to the rail, return to the power game, return to cracking that fucking lip like you fucking mean it. Pretty pissed week if you ask me. Kale Hawley, Smithy, wants to know, is the Swellian Church getting any headway? Need that surfing version of Ramadan or a four-day work week. Thanks. Mm. Uh, obviously a uh, big fan of uh, modern literature, supporting shorter working weeks, uh, the UBI, all that sort of thing. So on your Kale, slowly making change, mm-hmm. positive change, look after the peeps. Yes. That's where it's got to start. Um, how's the church going, mate? Well, Disciples must be lining up outside your place down at Ward L. Yeah, that's right. And I've, uh, you know, I've been attending to them as, as well as I can, Vaughn. Uh, I've been out there, you know, turning, uh, water to bong water and, uh, mm. you know, giving them the sacraments, uh, in this case, a nice little uh, crispy dried piece of wafery gold top <laughs> plucked from the cow manure. In the adjacent paddock, and uh, it's underway. I love that you have perfected the miracle of just turning regular water, regular old water, just available in any creek, any tap, and somehow just through the miracle of fucking the miracle, some miracle process, you're able to turn it into bong water. Mm, It is, it is a miracle. You are a modern day Messiah. I'm a holy man, indeed. I am a holy man, and I believe the first gathering of the Church of. the swelling, it will be occurring. I'll push the date back a bit. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. We're going to we'll announce down there soon. in the sacred lands of uh, Crescent Head and the uh, Dungutty country. Let's put, let, actually, let's just officially announce right now we are going to be running a swellness weekend where you can come meet the healers, meet the shamans, meet the fucking gurus who are going to transform your life and give you the give you the tools you need to take a better surfing version of you. 
back into your community mm. to share with the rest That's of the world. It. Not only will we be looking after your community with the skills and knowledge we give you, we're going to give you skills and knowledge to dismantle this fucking stupid matrix. I'm yeah. out of gutful because uh, the billionaires are not going to dismantle it themselves, so we got to fucking pull the rug out from under these cunts. Stay tuned. Big announcement coming soon. On that topic, Smithy, a good one here from Finbar Crowley. Wants to know who would win in a fight, Kanoa or Griffin? Mm. Who are you backing? Wow. Jeez, You've be kind a good of got one. a ninja versus samurai vibe going mm. on there. Or have you actually got sort of, uh, it, it, it sort of almost has a bit of a whiff of uh, Cobra Kai. A little mm. bit of that uh, 1980s Karate Kid vibes. Mm. Yeah, it does. Uh, competing dojos. A couple of Californian dojos just mm-hmm. going at it. Uh, How do you see it playing out? Griffin and his crew pouring out of their dojo into uh, <laughs> Kanoa's dojo in Huntington, and it's just karate chops all over the shop. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Do not chop. Jeez, it'd be good to watch. I'd uh, have the popcorn out for that one, Vaughn. And, I mean, who'd get the get the nod? I'm back in Griffin because he's got the little bro there who's probably got a little more mongrel. Mm. Probably got a, you know, they they say he's not as competitive, but just a bigger frame. Uh, little brothers tend to fire up if they see their big brothers in trouble. Mm. Uh, there, there's just that. I, I don't think you'd be able to stop the third wheel coming in and just basically crushing Kanoa into dust. Kanoa also has siblings. And, uh, you know, let's not forget since he's uh, switched his allegiance back to Japan, I guess he's tapped into a thousands-year-old tradition of warriors and samurais. And uh, there's definitely some knowledge there. I feel like he could probably gut the cunt with a uh, sharp sword if, uh, you know, push came to shove. Let's be real, Vaughn. A methed up samurai, World War Two with a sharp sword. Fuck, you don't want to fuck with that. Wouldn't it be sick if uh, he just called in the Yakuza and it just went fucking turbo? You've got like, you know, uh, the Bloods of the Crips and uh, Mm. all the uh, LA gangs jumping on board Mm. the Griff train. I'm salivating. You've got fucking the Japanese mafia back in Kanoa. It just turns into an all-out fucking war on the stones at Trestles during the finals. That's if they both make it. How good would that be? That's some post-apocalyptic swell apocalypse fucking shenanigans on the cobble. Pretty pissed week if you ask me. Big one here from Rinsed Smithy. I've recently moved to far north Queensland after being totally priced out of the Gold Coast. Born and bred there. And I refuse to believe that Agnes Waters 1770 is the most northern wave we have in Queensland. My brother's in corn. Download the knowledge to me. Surely there is a break in the reef somewhere that would allow a bit of swell through. Are there outer reef bombs? Am I doomed to wind chop in Lake Tinaru? Flights to GC from Cairns are obscene at the moment, and the fuel prices coupled with a 20-hour drive would cripple me until Yapoon Surf Lake opens to the public. What can be done? My corn is going unrinsed. Up the fucking swellings. Oh, oh, it's a feel, sobering image. It's feel a sobering scent, the unrinsed corn, Vaughn. And, uh, I mean, look, let's be real. If you're doing a strike mission to the Gold Coast for waves, you're well fucked. Because, oh. uh, Jesus Christ. Why would you do it to yourself? Slim pickings. And, uh, I mean, the good news is, if you got a boat uh, and you can get out to the Barrier Reef, there is set up. So, plenty. You oh, didn't no. hear it from Smitty, but no. there's fucking heaps. Get on the DM. Drop a little message to uh, our pal, Gary Kong Elkerton. Who knows those reefs better than fucking anyone? There's a few uh, little clusters up that way. Oh, yeah. And they get their fair share of swell. Don't worry. Fuck, this this system moving down now would be bombing up there. Fuck, it'd be hectic. Do they even get uh, Do they even get south swell, like, from deep down here? Like, I mean, there's like nothing. Like the Fiji swells and stuff? Well, yeah, like any of it. Like, oh, I mean, mate, cause it, I get... th- this is what I'm saying, Smithy. Get, get on the DM to Kong. Just fucking butter him up with a couple of, like, mate, 87 Billabong Pro is my all-time favourite comp. Fucking what you did to the pipe masters with your gath on was fucking bullshit, mate. Just butter, 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 
and then just slip right in on the end, just a little, oh, by the way, Kong, uh, you know, of any little uh, reef clusters up here that might work in a fucking, uh, you know, a, not, not so much swell or a, a little Pacific uh, tropical trench off the coast there. Uh, just, yeah, give us a lowdown, mate. I reckon he'll fucking drop a few bombs on you. Well played. Couple more, Smithy. Having fun here, actually, talking with the Swellians. Uh, Tyler McNaughton wants to know, are we seeing the fall of the Brazilian storm with Ethan Hewing and the Vortex Shaman absolutely firing in the last few events? Perhaps the beginning of the Australian East Coast low. Ooh. Oh, well punned. Except, I, like I mean, Robbo is a, a West Coast of yeah. fire Brazil these days. But uh, are we seeing the end of the storm? Yeah. Look, man, I don't think you can write off a movement like the storm entirely. Momentum maybe starting to slightly shift in a new direction, but you think of the fucking, the big dog fucking alpha males of, of surfing over the past 30, 40 years. Jeez, they've got late runs in them. Curran took time off, came back, did it. Slater took time off, came back, did it. Oki took time off, came back, did it. Mm. All of them sort of part of big movements as well from their uh, respective countries. So, don't think we can ride off the storm just yet. I'll tell you what does bode well. It's the little details, you know, like Callum Robson beating Medina in Brazil uh, in, what was it, an elimination heat, stuff like that. Just like these little wins at, at critical moments in the comp by people who aren't, you know, Callum Robson is not, he's a rookie. He's not in the, the world title conversation. Mm. But, uh, you know, your Conor O'Leary's, your Callum Robson's, these working class kind of, Battler guys getting big wins up over the That's top dogs. That's where it starts, too. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. It creates a, yep. a ripple of self-belief through the top dogs, and they all feed off each other. And, and just to see those wins getting up, I think, is uh, almost as telling as anything. And, uh, I mean, in terms of the Brazilian storm going the way of the Ming dynasty and, uh, you know, the, the French bourgeois and just the the, the, the Soviets or the, 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 the Russian what were they called? Those cunts were fucking milking it. But anyway. Yeah, the Mongolians. Yeah, I can see it uh, crumbling. Like the great empires yeah. of your The Romans. I can see it crumbling. I can feel it crumbling. I can smell it crumbling. And it smells like a watery... Salted meats. Yeah, smells- salted <laughs> meats. It, it smells like a, a churrasco gone rotten. It smells like uh, a spray of the bowl after too many piccolos. Uh, it smells too, like a... Too many uh, Red Bulls. You know, when, you know when you're just emotionally drinking and eating things because you, you feel shit, the writing's on the wall, and the, mm. all you can do really is reach for the nearest can of yeah. Red Bull. Yeah. That's what it smells like to me. Oh, mate. Oh, it's just... Letting go. This one comes from Hamish Moore. Who can smoke the most cones oh. in the one sitting between Vaughan and Smithy? That's not even a fucking contest, mate. You're sitting with the Cone Shaman, the two-time gold cone piece award winner. I'll tell you, three years of non-stop Wim Hof has let, left me with a lung capacity second only to the great Michael Phelps, the great Cone Shaman, the great Lungalot, Sir Lungalot, <laughs> Mickey Phelps. I think uh, I think I'd even give him a run. Yeah, yeah, yep. He's the uh, what? He's the most winningest winner of all time in Olympics, right? In Olympic history, he's got I mean, more more gold medals than any other athlete in the history of the Olympics. So uh, you talk about gold cone piece award winners. Fuck, he's, he's got a challenge though, mate. He's got a challenge on his hands. No one's more shrouded in glory and gold and golden cone pieces than the great Michael Phelps. But I'd give him a run, Vaughn. I'll tell you, I'd give him a run. I'd put my fucking green and gold bucket hat on and I'd rip in. Are you kidding? 